I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. I remember we went to Tennessee. Then we came home. Mad messages was on my phone. Bitch named Simone screaming. She fiending for the semen. Me being the man that I am. Took her to the condo. Pronto. Half Indian. I called her Tonto. We rolled crying crying in the dark pronto. Few puffs. Eyes got low. And off to the bedroom we go. Mmm. Sex is drama, head to trauma, rip pajamas. I'ma stay till tomorrow. Hey, welcome to the Black Guy Who Tips Podcast, your host Rod and Karen. And uh it's a Sunday. Uh first things first, guy can't even start the show without saying this. Rest in peace to Stuart Scott, man. One of the most influential yeah. um sports uh host of all time. Definitely uh I can uh say with pretty cer- good certainty. Wouldn't be a blackout tips without Stuart Scott, man. Like he really showed that you don't have to conform who you are uh, too much to be a successful mainstream, man. Ain't that the truth? Because man, he had some quotes, and I know when he was alive, people used to crack and joke. But it's the one other thing. But that was just who he he was, and right. everybody just accepted who he was, no matter how. Uh, I guess, because uh, he was older, so some mm-hmm. of the quotes, you'd be like, man, you sound like you old. Well, he was old. Well, so. you know what? In college, though, he was young and fresh to us, because, like, Correct. at least for my boys, like, we were, he was the only sports anchor. We we would go out and quote him, like, yes, you know, we were, like, sitting out there shooting jumpers and shit, talking about, you know, cooler than the other side of the pillow, and, you know, <laughs> just call him butter, because he's on a roll, and, uh, you know, stuff like that, so... You know, he was one of those people that um, definitely had a social impact, especially with black people, because we hadn't really seen success at that level that actually mirrored our culture. We had seen, and it looked like us. Right. <clears throat> well, no, we had seen, they had, had black hosts before, but they really hadn't had anybody that was like, this dude is not compromised. Like, he's not code switching. Right. Okay. Like, you yes, know, I yes. think as as he got older and as, as, as you know, the as he became more of a familiar face i think some people might have felt it was stale especially once people started biting his style so it felt like an oversaturation of the hip-hop vernacular in sports or whatever but it wasn't his fault you know and that's just shows how much of an impact he had um definitely one of the greatest to ever do it uh died at 49 from cancer mm-hmm. um obviously fuck cancer um but um yeah it's just one of those things where uh you know major passing uh to start 2015 man like four days in bam uh but uh that dude fought cancer for a long Long time time, very long time like i think he was fighting it and most of the general public probably had no idea till he did that sbs not too long ago when it was like i knew something was wrong but well goddamn i didn't know it was like this but yeah man that dude you know he would throw in like a hip-hop quote every once in a while a rap lyric like just an amazing dude man so uh yeah rest in peace to him man um this is the blackout test man you can find us on itunes stitcher radio leave us five star reviews on itunes and stitcher and we promise we will read them on the air regardless of content even if you think that all the black stuff in the blackout tips is terrible okay um we will still read it if you hate karen's voice if you don't agree you think i'm an obama apologist we will read your five star review Mm -hmm regardless of content regardless so leave that bad boy um <clears throat> you can also do stuff like vote in the polls at the blackoutist.com um you can leave comments there you can become a premium member by going to the blackoutist.com slash premium uh if you're already registered just log into your account 
go to your dashboards right there at the top of the screen look on the left side it says hey membership options and shit like that you click on that and then at the bottom it's like hey you want to be premium that's how you do it so uh make sure you do that the email is the blackout tips at gmail.com <clears throat> the voicemail line 704-557-0186 just please leave your voicemails to three minutes or less um and today's show is double sponsor it's sponsored by shadow doll productions make sure you go on itunes and amazon and get the best of ron and karen it's the album with me and karen we have new audio plays that will be coming out soon and uh you might want to catch up on the backstory by checking out the best of ron and karen um it'll give you all the characters that we played before and uh the humorous stories that we've done and we had a lot of fun doing it mm-hmm. uh not to mention there's uh other favorites of that 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 we've had on the show fans love that are on there with us um and then of course we have a sexier sponsor let me see if i can find some <clears throat> sexy music well, what do we have here um maybe we could try this These drums are going hard. Let me ask you a question. Are you getting enough? I bet you'd love to get more. Wouldn't we all? Well, AdamandEve.com wants to give you more with 10 free gifts. First, you get a little sexy surprise for her. Second, you get something for him, specially selected toy. And third, you get a little something that you both enjoy. So after all that, that's only three things. You get six more things, which is free, full-length adult movies on DVD. And number 10, free shipping on your entire order. So what do you have to do to get your 10 free gifts? It's not hard. Go to adamandeve.com, select any one item. It could be a adventurous new toy, sexy piece of lingerie, or anything you desire. And then put, put in code TBGWT when it's time to check out. And you'll get your 10 free gifts. It's adamandeve.com, select one item, get 10 free gifts, including free shipping. When you enter that offer code TBGWT at adamandeve.com, that's TBGWT at adamandeve.com. And DVDs, man, I'm telling you, don't sleep on them. Please don't. Okay. Things happen in the house. The, the, the internet goes out. Now what you going to jerk off to? Your brain? Your memories? Ha! Don't make me laugh. <laughs> Throw in that DVD and you skip around and you find your favorite sections. And you know what DVDs have that the internet don't? Slow motion buttons. Mm-hmm. You can't slow mo it down on the internet, on the streaming sites. <laughs> you got to move your mouse around and click. Now you all out of the zone. All right, it's hard to jack and do the mouse control thing. You got, you know, there's, there's a lot of reasons that you want to go with DVDs sometimes, guys. This sounds like something you have practiced and failed at, so. Not to mention it gives you good, uh, good Christmas gifts to give to the kids. All right, guys? So just oh, Lord, give no. them to your kids and your family. Tell them that, uh, the Blackout kids, Tip sent you. Kids over 18. Oh, over 18, I meant. Yes, of course. Of course. Uh, all right. <laughs> all right let's do this the official weapon of the show is the taser an unofficial sport is bullet ball a bullet ball extreme 
um and uh first thing i want to talk about was a serial podcast because we did i did say yesterday that we were going to talk about it today i listened to all like 12 episodes in one sitting at the same time i woke up that morning i was working on some shit for the podcast sat down at the desk and i just put in you know the full work day and then karen came home and everywhere we rode i was playing serial you know trying to make sure that <clears throat> I got all the evidence and that I could finally figure out this case. You know, I know a lot of people, you know, I've been, I was listening to Where's My 40 Acres and they think, uh, you know, Adnan is, is innocent. He got framed somehow, unluckiest person of all time. Um, and I'm gonna tell you guys, uh, I called it early. I won't say about 20 seconds in. I think it was like, you have a collect call from Adnan, say at, uh, he did that shit. You know, I hate to tell y'all this, but he did that shit. Uh, everything else is just bullshit. Um, and I'm not just saying it because he sounded like he did it. Obviously, he sounded like he did it. But uh, he, <laughs> did, he did that shit uh, because if he didn't do that shit, there has never been a person this unlucky in the history of the United States, dog. Like, maybe Christmas addicts. Maybe. <laughs> nobody else has ever been this fucking unlucky you get framed for murder by accident you just happen to all this shit just happened to happen man it's been a hot discussion on my facebook page like and i solved it you know pretty easily the same way we do so much stuff here on the podcast with racism oh lord that's right you don't need all this all you need is to use the racial stereotypes that God blessed us with. All right? So you got to understand, while everybody's going back and forth over the evidence, what evidence do you need when you have good old-fashioned American racism to judge all these people by? That's what I do. And I'm telling you right now, that motherfucker did that shit. Mm -hmm. Not just because he's Muslim. I mean... Not that that was helping him in this case. I mean, in my racist, xenophobic judgment. Oh, but but it's also, um, it's because the other suspect that uh, Sarah Koenig is trying to point everybody towards is Jay. And that nigga is just a crack, like he's just a, a weed head. He he's not a mastermind. He's not Moriarty. He's not fucking Machiavelli and shit. This nigga is just <laughs> a weed smoking 17 year old. That is dropped out of school that works at a porn store. Like, you really think that this dude got the ambition to set up a murder and frame a nigga for it? Back when cell phone technology was new, he didn't even know you could track a cell phone at that time. So it is ridiculous. Anyway, um, some people was uh mad at me on my Facebook page for saying this truth. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. Yeah, because for a lot of people, they like you listen to it in one setting. For most people, they listen to it weekly, which mm. which which you kind of get a different experience if you listen to it weekly versus if you binge the whole thing completely. And I and like I told you, you didn't realize how deep the subculture of it went. Mm. Like it's really really heavy as far as people <clears throat> saying innocent, guilty, people you know making podcasts of this podcast and 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 shit like that you know yeah. reddit boards like so when you came on there you was like hey people was like oh, fuck you nigga you was like oh i didn't realize it was this deep but it is well yeah people got mad at me which is funny because they asked me to listen you know i was avoiding this shit for like i said i wasn't gonna listen to this i 
but people were back right you need to listen man it's the most popular podcast so i was like eh. and i was like no you need to really listen to it man i'm trying to tell you dog it's this is the most popular show and that's the best podcast of all time stitcher sent me an email find out why it's the best podcast of all time <laughs> stitcher didn't even hit you up yeah like i was like damn i guess i gotta figure this shit out you know gotta go listen to it i don't see what the big deal is and then i realized you know immediately like one of my first steps because i you know i listened to like three or four episodes and i was like why doesn't this woman think he just did it like why is it even like why she even picked this dude so i went and googled him and if you google him um adnan is a handsome young backstreet boy looking ass dude man and uh that's a that's a big part of it you know and i think she was looking like mm, i need to talk to him oh, he couldn't Lord. have possibly did it with them dreamy brown cow, cow eyes of course not he must be innocent and that's bullshit karen he totally clearly did that shit just because he's handsome and talks well doesn't mean he didn't do it the other part that was funny too is i saw a picture of jay and that's when i really was like oh yeah Adnan did that shit um no way in hell a nigga that looked like Jay is a criminal mastermind. It's impossible. It's impossible, dog. I, I was, I was checking, I was looking at all his pictures. Like he did a new interview afterwards with intercept.com and he looked like he was high then. Oh Lord. I was like, nigga, this the one time you can't be high. And here you are fucking up again. About to fuck up all the details of the case again. You know, everybody's like, uh, well, Adnan doesn't remember that day, you know, that Hay was killed. He doesn't remember anything that happened that night. Really? Really? But somehow, it's okay for him not to remember anything because he was getting high. But Jay, if he ha- if he messes up any little detail in his story, who was also getting high in the middle of being thrown into a murder and a cover-up of a murder... Somehow, all his details need to be right. Get the fuck out of here. What the fuck? This is crazy. People, something wrong with y'all, man. Um, But, yeah, I just use my racism, man. Like, uh, one of the things I noticed right away, (laughs) racially, one of the things, like, because this is how I put it together, right? See, uh, Jay was, like, the black, token black dude that kicked it with them, right? He... And, like, by kicking with them, he wasn't even their friends. He just sold weed to these people. All right? Now, black people have been in this situation many times. Anytime you hung out in any space where everybody is pretty much white, you know, not black, a lot of times you become the default black person of all the stereotypes they embody. So it's like, oh, this dude the most criminal person. This dude is also the biggest basketball player. He's also and got it might the, not be true because we all don't fit those stereotypes. Yeah, of course not. You know, got the biggest dick, you know, all this shit. Now, obviously, um, that's not true. Correct. You know what I'm saying? Like that's I mean, but some niggas will roll with it and they start lying. They cause they, they like the they like to be the big man on campus. And it was and it was obviously uh it was obvious because all their friend interviews about Jay was like yeah, that nigga be lying and shit, trying about he gangster, but he's pretty much harmless. Some people were scared of him because they believed the lies, but in general, the people closest to him was like, yeah, this nigga just a pretty much a harmless dude, so there's no reason to be scared of him. 
you know and i and i picked up on that and i was like yeah that that makes sense you know i mean i understand the game ain't cheap you need to keep the receipts <laughs> but but adnan was in the knee deep and jay was in the cheap seats in a deep sleep like three seats <laughs> um so i started this I, I posted that i thought he did it and like on facebook and i, I got 182 replies now yep because pe- people don't like that because i think a lot of people already had their preconceived notion of what happened i think for a lot of people they go in with the they they went in with the mindset of uh this right here is just another brown person going to jail you know because everybody's yeah. listening is but this before 9 11 adnan wasn't even like he was white before 9 11 don't it it don't matter people are listening to it today so their mind frame and how they perceive it is today with all the things that's going on so a lot of people went in black and white went in mm-hmm. with preconceived notions of if he did and if he didn't did it and a lot of people's minds were already made up just listening to the podcast yeah yeah honestly I, so well also i mean the stereotypes correct like because one of the things i noticed about sarah Koenig, man is even at the end of this she says he shouldn't get out so she did all the investigation she still comes to the conclusion like hey he probably did it um the thing that's funny is people don't recognize and i think maybe because we do a podcast mm-hmm. maybe it's different for us as producers than it is for consumers correct. since we're producers and consumers correct i think a lot of times people don't give enough credit to bias like when i listen to other people's shows you know what happens all the time like um for example i go on where's my 40 acres right um uh, i love donald glover's uh album royalty you know, it's mixtape. Mm-hmm. Um, Phenom Black, Brandon, he hates that shit. Or he doesn't like it. He's not a big fan of it. Anytime it comes up, he dismisses it and ends the conversation pretty much with most people that come on there. Um, even if, even though all the co-hosts seem to like it, eventually they kind of will go along with it. Like, I've noted my objection, but I in a, in a, for the sake of moving to the next thing, right. I'll just we drop it. we can't stay right here. Right. right. That's so it's inherent bias. So even though three fourths of the people on the show like royalty, it doesn't get talked about very much, right? Well, that's the same thing that happens with uh Sarah Koenig with with this shit. Like some of the shit that she just like dismisses as like, oh well, kind of whatever. It's kind of you know become and then the things she tells you are major become major if she says they're major. Like well, there was no payphone at that Best Buy, and then the very last episode she's like. Well, we did find the blueprints and there was a payphone in the kiosk outside the Best Buy. Uh, but, but it was inside of a kiosk. It's like, well, that's a fucking major thing that isn't like a, oh, well, you know what I mean? Like, that's a, like you centered a lot of, uh, the discrepancy around this. Now, the other thing I noticed too is I go, you know, I don't believe that the police have to, um, piece together a case very well in order to convict somebody. I think we've all, seen the first 48 um, correct and i think what happens here is people and their sense of justice get kind of um get they they get a little bit more like well why does this case work when there is a reasonable doubt to which i say ain't y'all being black all y'all lives 
yes i have reasonable doubt ain't like that don't mean that's subjective as fuck yes that is that is subjective as fuck like there's times where people are like this is a reasonable doubt and that's not if you're rich you can get that reasonable doubt treatment you know what i mean if it like if it's oj you know what i mean oj got enough money to get to reasonable doubt even with dna evidence that's 100 percent sure he did it oj can get reasonable doubt yo broke ass can't get no reasonable doubt man people are like you look like you did it and you don't have a good alibi so you did it hey you ain't got enough money so right so i'm like i think what happened here is that they framed a guilty man like they just basically said we got a, a witness that um is giving us enough testimony if we can just match it up to what we need to say to fit our case we'll just hang, we'll just hinder uh we'll just hinge everything upon you know a couple cell phone pings and this guy's witness testimony uh and then we'll just cut out all the fat so they just trimmed out everything that they felt didn't fit the narrative of the case i think people getting an inside look at that are like whoa this is fucked up and it is fucked up right and that still don't mean he ain't killer now that's true is but like i said and me and you talked about this yesterday my i guess my particular opinion uh about it is that uh Jay and Agnon were, I think he did it too. Now, mm-hmm. do I think that they present enough evidence for him to be in jail? No, but I think he did it, yes. Do I think Jay was involved? Yes. Do I think Jay has something to do with her murder? No. Well, you know he got, I mean, that's the thing that's funny is people are like, well, I mean, Jay was obviously involved. Yeah, he pleaded to fucking accessory. Like, you don't get no more involved in that. You know what I'm saying? Like, just because they cut him a deal and he didn't go to jail doesn't mean he didn't get any guilt. You know what Correct. I'm saying? He clearly, he's saying he's involved. So it's not like people are discovering some fact when they're like, well, he was clearly involved. Yes, but he was the one who was like, uh-uh, I'm telling. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not involved in that, in the planning of this bullshit. You can't come to, cause what I think happened is, I think that nigga was like, Adnan was like, Cause I, this happens to me too, where people hang around me and they'll be different with me, but then in general, they don't like that. And it's because of the image I have and you know, what I represent to them. So it's like, Rod is a funnier dude. He's a little bit edgier with the jokes he makes. He's more relaxed. So you'll have a corporate nine to five dude that when he's hanging around, say, uh, with other people, it's all, Hey, how's it going? How's the weather? Well, traffic, you know, how's the wife? How's the kids? Why'd you get a house? But then when they're talking to me, it's like, let's talk about Mike Brown or some, some, you know, let's talk about Ferguson. Right. Like, some shit that we probably shouldn't be talking about. Right. I, I won't say we shouldn't be talking about, but he doesn't talk about that shit with anybody else. I True. know that much. Right. Jay for Adnan, I think was that dude where he was like, I don't really know you like that. So it's easy. I get my weed from you. You brag about being a criminal. Even Adnan don't know that this nigga a full of shit, right? He just like, Hey, he say he into this criminal shit. I guess I can tell him criminal shit too and i think adnan was like let me go spend the mosque money and buy some weed that's right he stole from our life but y'all think he cool um <laughs> and he was like um you know yeah i killed that bitch man i think he straight up told him because it's like who the fuck you gonna tell right and who gonna believe you right and i really do think that you know um uh, and i think jay as a lying ass 17 year old or whatever at the time too was 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 one of those people that 
since he was full of shit, he assumed Adnan was full of shit. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm crazy too. I, you know, I be selling the most drugs. I be killing the most people and shit. Yeah, when he know that's not what he's what he would do. And also, I think for a lot of people, they look at this situation from their adult minds, forgetting that these this shit happened when seventeen year olds. And a lot of when you were seventeen, you listening, yeah, you you did a bunch of dumb shit right. also. So people have a tendency to act like they, their actions were just so crazy and so unrealistic. And I can't. They were goddamn seventeen. Right. So using my racism deduction, what I think happened was this nigga was like, I actually am serious about killing this bitch. I have told you, um, you're gonna be my alibi one way or the other. Like here's because if you remember at the very first episode, because people be going like, well, I mean, he took his car, and his phone and he was riding around. No, he gave him his car. Even Adnan's words. I want I thought it was important that he would get his girlfriend, Sarah, whatever the fuck her name was, Susan, Stephanie, Stephanie. I, I thought it was important that he that this nigga, Jay, get Stephanie a present. So to me, that sounds more like. Was Adnan planning like this whole shit? Like, okay, here's my phone, here's my car. It'll be seen with you. I can basically just say I was with you the whole day, and I can go out here and kill Hay, and then you know we can get back up together. Um, so I really do believe that you know that's the shit that happened. Was like he gave him his phone, he gave him his car, and then he was like, now nah, just use that as an alibi. I don't think Adnan went to track practice that day Mm-mm. um I, like I, I really think that he was out here in these streets man um um i do question the timing of the murder for sure you know like i don't think it happened when the police said it happened i don't either but i think because just because it didn't happen when they said it happened i think people feel like well then he should get all free it's like no they just lied on him knowing he did it like that you know what i mean it's like that's like that's what police do sometimes if it doesn't fit, they just make it fit enough for a jury to be like, he probably did it. That's it. Like, it, I think people's idea of what it should take to lock, like, maybe it's because they watch too much cop TV shows. Yeah, that, 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 and also it's just one of those things where people in general come up with their conclusion if somebody is innocent or guilty or not, regardless right. of if they have all of the, um, facts because the the biggest part about it is that a the air all these millions of people that were listening were not in the courtroom right they do not know all the facts they do not know everything that was presented to the jury they do not know these things so you're making an assumption based off a lie of fucking missing evidence well, you know what's just going on what she's presenting to us right well she's showing us the missing evidence but right. here's, here's the other thing though karen in order for adnan to have not done it right Cause that's how I'm approaching it. Like, rather than saying like, well, he, I, let's just approach it with the idea that he didn't do it. No, let's approach it with the idea that what would it have taken for him to have not done it? It would take Jay being a criminal fucking mastermind or at least the fucking, uh, underling of a criminal mastermind frame up conspiracy that somehow targeted Adnan. So some people are like, well, Maybe it's because he was jealous that his girlfriend liked Adnan because in the courtroom she admitted she had a crush on uh, Adnan. It's like, well, if he didn't know that till the courtroom, then, I mean, he would have found out like we did in testimony. But let's say he did know it. That still doesn't give you a way to 
call to like create a murder to fake a murder you know like to frame somebody for murder literally within hours of knowing like you you didn't know you were gonna get this dude's car and cell phone that morning so now you you can create a entire murder and frame job in a day you know what i'm saying like it just seems so crazy i think people want him to be more forthcoming as a witness but you know in his newest interviews he kind of relayed some stuff where he was like look um basically i was selling drugs out of my grandma's house um people know that his father and brother were selling drugs out of his grandma's house so he didn't want his grandma's house implicated in this shit at all and according to him in his latest interview he was like i saw the body in the front yard of my grandma's house and i didn't want to say that because i don't want them involved and where i'm from you know home of stop snitching um if they find out you talking to police and shit like that's you can get fucked up you know so i don't want anyone to be involved he he would lie about shit to keep his friends from being involved until the police would tell him like no we already talked to that person and then he would talk to that person and they'd be like okay you can talk to him the other thing is like it also implies that jay would have the influence and loyalty of all these people that would never come clean you know the girl who took him um to change to, to, to throw his clothes away you know what i mean the other uh dude that um said he uh um uh he that he hung out with both of them that you know the girl who was hanging out with both of them that night that said she, he got that phone call and was acting kind of weird you know mm-hmm. what i mean like mm-hmm. you would need all these people that he could influence somehow that adnan had no influence over and they all were loyal to a fault and they never change that story or back down over 20 years or whatever fuck like it's just so crazy what it would take you like the cell phone pings that came from the fucking park that night like you know what I'm like how do you get those two pings and and that's after adnan said he had his phone back like it's just it's just crazy to me and i think because adnan's excuse is just i don't know to me it's just like well then nigga you need to know you search your brain figure that shit out because a lot of a lot of the stuff that um when it comes to like sarah's bias um i think that people don't like when she says his lawyer was bad his lawyer's health deteriorated and she was bad after that and uh there's a settlement where people actually got money from like whatever lawyer um uh, not union but like yeah you know group Uh, that that pays out people that have been um you know underrepresented represented right? right but prior to that they said that she had been praised she right. had like broke all these cases she right. had like done all this great and marvelous stuff and that's kind of erased because she says that she was just a crappy lawyer right and he didn't fucking and he didn't get any money his family you know, didn't get money no they didn't because they got a good case like and i think what happens is because because sarah Koenig was is she was expressing opinions as fact. People yeah. just ran like it's a fact. Well, he had a terrible lawyer. I mean, I don't want to say it was crappy, but obviously she was crappy. But she's also the person that discovered that Jay uh, was getting his uh, getting his defense attorney from the prosecutors, uh, you know, from the prosecutor appointing him for. You know what I mean? Like that's good lawyering. You know what I mean? She's all, like she's also the person that. Um, you know, discovered some of the inconsistencies in people's testimony and stuff. And, 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 you know, people were like, well, she was being so harsh towards Jay 
in his testimony that that's what swung the, swung the case but it's like you don't really know that that's what someone is telling you she thinks happened and we've only heard about maybe over the course of the whole eight hours or so of that podcast we may have heard give or take 20 minutes of actual courtroom shit maybe how the fuck you gonna take 20 minutes specially selected from from the the person that's narrating it and just go like well that's that must be the tone of the whole case it couldn't possibly be anything else if nothing else aren't you being selected with the evidence that we're looking at here you know what i mean it's if it, it feels kind of like um people if it, it, it feels like to me she was fighting the best she could in the clips they had but I know that that can't be the total of just the work she did on that case. That make, that makes no sense to think. Well, I heard 20 minutes. That that's the whole way she treated everything. That's it's done. That's the reason he lost. I it felt like she was just looking for every reason. And here's the thing. I'm not saying Sarah Katie did a bad job. I think she did a great job. I do too. Cuz I think as a as a product, not thinking of the podcast as a actually trying to find the truth or not. All she really wants to do is an experiment and confirmation bias. And, you know, it works on everybody because we all have our things that we pick that we go, mm, that's the thing, you know, and then we look for everything that 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 confirms that. And then all her job is every week is to present doubt one way or the other. You know what I'm saying? So she just threw as much doubt as you could each episode like maybe it was him maybe it wasn't him maybe because if she just fucking told you like episode three actually guys at the end of this i decided uh he probably should stay in and he probably did do it and you know there's, yeah. there's a little too much evidence yeah. against him then, then no one will listen to the rest of the episodes yeah and like me, when me and you was talking about in the car yesterday she had done all her investigation before she put out the first episode right so a lot so we're listening to it thinking that she's discovering it right with us but some of the shit she's not because she's already known correct and that goes to the production part production production part it's one of those things where we as an audience think that we're listening to shit in real time and we're really not listening to shit in real time but the way she presents it we're assuming that we're listening to it we're evolving with her and we're growing with her and as somebody that this works on the production side that's great production like she did a wonderful job captivating you and pulling you into her world which is what she's supposed to do right and the thing is it's funny because depending on who you care about or who you identify with or who you whatever you'll see people that don't go well jay was 17 years old and he said some stupid shit too right because let's be honest at fucking 30 something i don't do any of the shit jay did Mm-mm. but at fucking 17 Team. maybe i do correct you know what i'm saying like at, at fucking 30 i'm just like nigga if you don't get the fuck out of my car no right at 17 you will lie yeah at, at 17 at 17 you right. think some shit like oh i could go to jail for drugs but but maybe this dude can cover up this murder and i won't correct you know or maybe you think to yourself like i'm not really an accessory all i did was get this nigga some shovels right not really realizing how the system works and how right. they can implement you and how you can be connected because at 17 you don't know and that goes back to the fact that a lot of people are throwing their older minds into the situation and trying to ex- execute the situation right. like they're 30 and you can't because you have to go back to your 17 year old self right. and you were an asshole at 17 right I, and you know like when they were passing notes back and forth they had that one part where Adnan was passing notes back and forth with a girl and they had the note from the class and at the top he wrote I'll kill but he the girl was like yeah that wasn't on the note when we was passing it back and forth 
but in pencil at the top it was i'll kill now so like he wrote that later at some point i'm telling you man i i'm he's very suspect and for people to act like it's just a complete like i it's he must not have it's it's crazy it's the biggest conspiracy in the world to me it just seems so like maybe because we watch miami cs csi miami and we watch gone girl and shit it's like well it's gotta be a big ass you know frame it's like probably not more like no offense more than likely what happened is the shit that's likely to happen which is you know bitch tried to leave me so i'm a killer the end like maybe he doesn't like people just assume that if he would just suddenly become stupid and tell everybody i'm gonna kill this bitch like i don't think so Mm -hmm. you know what i mean or i think because he doesn't fit a certain mold he's articulate he's handsome right he doesn't sound ignorant he doesn't sound uneducated and also it's one of those things where a lot of people just have their bias on how they think that you should act spending more than half of your life in prison they think that that when every time somebody puts a microphone in your face you should just go and test shit up and scream and holler to prove that you're innocent but you know it's just one of those things where he's had a very long time to think about this and we act like she's talking to him on his first day there right yeah it's just right and the other thing is like I'm not even saying the stereotypical shit of like, why wasn't he angry? Why no, wasn't he I'm, yelling? No, I'm, not I'm not even saying that. I think if you stayed in jail for fucking 20 years, you're going to accept it whether you did it or not, you would Co- accept it, correct. you know, because you've been there so long. So I'm not even trying to say like the tone of his voice. He just sounds like he did it. So don't write the show or say any shit to me on Twitter about that because I didn't say that shit. That's other people's thing. Right. That's not my thing. Mm-mm. I just think the more more than likely he did it just because that's normally what happens. Like, the, cause the other thing that ha- would have to happen is a dude that was mad, quote unquote, to other people, a dude that was supposedly jealous that his girlfriend liked this guy would somehow either murder the guy's ex-girlfriend and, or, or have someone murder their ex-girlfriend and then frame the dude. That to me sounds like a level of competence that you're applying to Jay that is fucking unfathomable to me this is i can't imagine him being that competent at murder i can't because of racism one but also just because he's 17 like like i said in order for it not to be him it's just so much shit would have to have gone wrong for him that day mm-hmm. it's crazy to me you know what i mean like and the thing is you know even with the library alibi thing um Cause I think what Adnan realizes after all this time, um, is it's best to just not answer a lot of this shit. You know what I mean? It's just best to not answer. Like, hey, uh, police say your girlfriend, your ex girlfriend is missing. How come you never even like called to check on her or nothing? And he's just like, mm-hmm. like, I just didn't call a check. And he's like, all right. Uh, well, where were you that afternoon? I don't know. Maybe. Uh, could have been maybe track practice i don't know because as long as you say you don't know there's nothing to you can that people can stick to and go aha you wasn't doing that you wasn't there so so you just keep going i don't know you know what i mean like i don't know i don't know you what what were you doing that night they asked him for the whole night he don't know what he was doing the entire fucking night like who doesn't remember what they're doing for a whole fucking night man it's like I said, and it wasn't, you know, and the thing is, some people were like, well, it was, you know, three weeks ago. 
three weeks ago, man, I can give you a pretty good approximation of what the fuck and, I was up to, dog. But what people fail to realize is that you're basing something on people's memories, and you're right. basing something on something that happened twenty some years ago. Well, twenty well, some years ago, now. At the time that he was arrested and shit, yeah, that was just three weeks. That was just three weeks ago. Right. He that's didn't know then. Diff- he okay. didn't know then. That's crazy to me. Like if if the, the if if someone called me fucking Friday night, Karen, and was like, Karen is missing, and it's the police. One, I'm calling your fucking phone. That's for sure. I'm gonna be calling you till my fucking till your phone dies. It's gonna die with my number on there a <laughs> hundred times i know it's right. so but then too but then too i'm going to remember shit i'm because i'm gonna be like wait a minute i just saw her at this time um i asked her for a ride people overheard me asking her for a ride they did hear her say no but i mean for you know that that still kind of puts you in the same proximity that puts you in the place where you didn't have your car you know they knew she was driving from um and then she was driving to go pick up her cousin and then she was supposed to go meet at the wrestling match where she was a manager. So, you know, they, they definitely, like, they're definitely put you right there. Um, you don't even remember like that shit. You know, like, that's weird to me that you can't even be like, Oh yeah, I asked her for a ride and then I didn't see her after that or, you know, something. It's just like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I was at, at, at wrestling practice. Well, someone said they saw you at the library. Maybe I was at the library. I don't know. Like it's just weird to me to not to not to not know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and 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 I guess I mean maybe you killed her and you blanked out and you don't remember. I don't know. That that is true. Um to me, I think uh when people listen to serial, they literally list they listen to it like it was another forty eight hours. Uh, I mean 48. 48. Oh, you mean the the first forty eight. Yeah, first forty eight, I'm yes. sorry, first forty eight. Another forty eight hours, good movie. <laughs> good movie. <laughs> And I think that they forget that these are real people with real, like, 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 this is not pretend. This is not, we're going to wrap this shit up in 30 minutes. We got a conclusion. Everybody's guilty, not guilty. Like, this is one of those things where I think that people went off all these tangents and like, damn, forget that they're talking about real people. They're not talking about actors. They're not talking about nothing, nobody that something that people made up. Right. And, um, well, I will tell you this. I remember, um, when you were talking about uh, knowing where people are, yeah, because I remember one day you had told me, but you didn't re-remind me that you was going like PF change for like a business meeting or something. Yeah, I like how you say re-remind you, like that's still my fault. <laughs> I told you one time, that's really not my fault, but go ahead. Yeah, she got to re Because I know you about to frame me. this like it's my fault. Yeah, you didn't yes, re- it is. You didn't re-remind me. Nope. No. Okay, <laughs> go ahead. Yes, you didn't. you didn't tell me again, so I forgot. So I did say I forgot, okay? Just letting people out there. So I completely forgot. So I get home and I don't hear nothing from him. I don't get nothing from him. I start calling around. He ain't picking up his phone, sent me in a flat fucking panic. I was calling his mama, calling, where the fuck is this nigga at? Right. Then he finally picked up his phone. But I know before he did, he had like 50 calls, 50, 50 posts, 50 everything going, where is you at? Right. And, but see, the other thing, too, you know, because they were exes, quote, unquote, at the time, even though he still appeared to want to get back with her, according to her journal. Right. Um, it, Like at the t- like, it's still kind of one of those things where um, if like because someone told me, like, would Rod. I'm going to frame you and say you was at KTG and you were sexually harassing me in uh, New York. And I was like, that's fine. Cause I will have an alibi for that. Cause I know I wasn't there and I do shit that is trackable. 
so sure make up like that's the other thing you would just happen keep in mind you're a criminal mastermind somehow jay would just happen to pick the one day that that the ad and i had no alibi he would know that this dude had no alibi he would frame somebody for murder and be like he'll never remember what he did that day that's crazy that's the coincidence would be insane for that to happen you know what i mean like like could you pick a day where you just be like i'm gonna say roderick killed somebody and uh he will and nobody will be able to confirm he was anywhere else that's crazy he didn't even say like like he would have been better off saying like i went and did blank by myself because at least then you could be like oh well, you went to your treehouse for it that nobody goes to so that's why people don't know where you were for that however long right he was just like i might have went to track um <laughs> could have been at the library i was somewhere i know i smoked some weed um i don't know man like this could have been anywhere who knows I'm like who fucking knows niggas a murder trial like you need to know you need to know <laughs> it's a thing you know someone in the chat was like i don't know where i was i was probably playing uh playing basketball or something oh no he said what did he just say he said i was um i could i played stayed in my house to play xbox you know what that is trackable yeah because xbox can say hey your ass was online yeah i can actually go track your game history yep you can actually do that check your achievements check your shit, call, call microsoft microsoft will pull that shit up for you if they got to check your raptor you know what i mean um you know shit like that but i would actually be okay with that as an alibi like hey i was in the house doing blank nobody knew i was there he don't even have that it's just i don't know i don't know dog hey it's crazy to me too <laughs> everybody shocked it's crazy wow this is crazy and uh, you know i and this wasn't even now nah, this is like 2000 and something it wasn't that long ago like it wasn't even 1990 yeah like but um you could just pull the like i don't like i would take i don't know i i was doing blank so nobody saw me i would take that that seems reasonable you know what i mean because there's a bunch of shit you can do by yourself that nobody saw you yeah but when, when you're just like uh i, I mean i could have been anywhere yeah i was watching porn on dial-up right yeah anything <laughs> anything man that's crazy to me you don't you can't remember what the fuck you did nigga you i'll remember i'll call a fucking hypnotist something yeah because but we prefer to realize technology is so much better now than it used to be almost anything you could do could be trackable i was on facebook we could right. see that i was on twitter we could see that i was on xbox right we could check today is different in. yeah right. today is different but you know what's crazy to me though karen how the fuck would you know to frame somebody that was gonna say i just didn't know you just it's so impossible like because what you're banking on is that i'm going to frame this guy for murder he's going to go to track practice no one's going to remember he was at track practice he's going to go to you know wherever the fuck else he goes the mosque no one else is going to remember a conversation with him no one's going to i'm going to pick the least memorable day of this guy's life so if he would have fell and twisted his ankle at track practice plot over people would be like remember when he twisted his ankle yes i remember that you know uh you know school was out the next two days after the the uh after she went missing so like you know th those days you don't have alibis and all this shit but like you know the, the just it's just crazy to me that someone would think that jay has this amazing foresight but adnan didn't 
right so i don't know man it just seemed like he did that shit and he just he thought he picked a nigga that was a real ass from the streets hood ass dude that would do crime and jay is not that dude he's a fake ass criminal dog like at the time he was 17 and he was a fake ass i talk a big game but if you come to me with some real criminal shit that's above twenty dollars a weed i'm going to lose my mind because i'm not actually that dude he looked like deltron zero like he don't he don't have he don't have that that image you know what i mean he hang out with the private school kids he's not the a g like this you know what i mean the way that 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 he was presenting himself and i think adnan found out the hard way man he thought that nigga was a he was like you black and you do crime so help me do this crime yeah, you know? and he was like, I'm hard, but I ain't that hard. And something that you said in the car, I don't remember if you remember it or not, yeah. you said if they roles were reversed. Yeah, oh, if, listen, and this is the funniest part of me. If Jay looked like Adnan and Adnan looked like Jay, Serial wouldn't even be the most downloaded podcast. Straight up. Niggas would tune in and be like, oh, he did it. <clears throat> anyway, what else Ameri- this American life doing? Like, them niggas just, like, he trusted a lying ass nigga. Everybody know this nigga was lying and full of it. All like the dude that worked with him was like Jay be talking, but he ain't full of shit. He ain't no G. Like he just was talking that shit. He's a fake ass nigga. And I'm not saying you gotta like him. Correct. Obviously, he can be an unlikable fake ass nigga. Person, right? Also, here's another thing people were saying that's fucking ridiculous. Well, how you gonna hinge the testimony on dude that be lying? Have you seen Goodfellas? You know how they lock up any of these fucking criminals? If if you have two criminals and one takes a stand, yes, one of them going to be lying. He going to be lying, dog, because he's a criminal. <laughs> he's not going to tell the truth. What? They, there's a lot of, if you think the only way to put someone in jail is to have a crystal clean, like, Mm-mm. witness that will turn. No, it's going to be someone involved in the criminality of the thing. That's how they know. Nobody knows if they didn't involve. If he wasn't involved at all, he wouldn't know. What? Well, it sounded like he was involved to me. He was and he with this he, nigga. And he said he was. Yeah. He's, he must have knew. He must have been involved with someone. Yes. This nigga that he's telling you he was involved with. I'm telling you the three hours of testimony, quote unquote, that was unrecorded. That's just the police basically coaching him. Listen, this is what we're going to say. Now, I believe that too. Now, I, I know what that. you, yes, I know I what you saw. And I know what you, what the truth is, but that shit don't match up. And I know you're holding shit back because you're protecting people, whatever the reason you're doing it. Fine. What we need you to do is match up these cell phone things and that's it. Now, I don't give a fuck how you do it. So if you want to say you saw the body in the Best Buy parking lot when you really didn't see that shit till nine o'clock that night or midnight or whenever the fuck, fine. You know what I mean? I feel bad for the parents because they got to find out how sneaky their kids was. Correct. You know? And on the public platform and people talking about it because kids do fucked up shit. And this is one of those things you're like, well, goddamn, now everybody in the world knows that my child is a fuck up. And I'm not shocked that Adnan's, uh, I mean, that High's family and shit don't want to participate in this. Yeah, they was like, mm-mm. Hayes family, because I feel like Hayes family probably like, this is so disrespectful. Like, right, and nobody like, is this really nigga killed that. my daughter, and then you're making a thought exercise out of what if he didn't do it? Just so you can go to the end and be like, he probably did it. Like, cra- like that, like, I understand why they didn't talk to her. Right, they was like, yeah, we know she's doing it, It do- and we can't stop her, but it doesn't mean we have to participate. Yeah, like, I heard people talking about maybe the show was a little racist and shit. I didn't really pick that up, but 
obviously is biased in a lot of ways. You know what I mean? So I'm sure that's one of them. You know, when they didn't, like she, when she said, uh, the stuff about she had a diary just like any other girl's diaries, like, yeah, what were you expecting? Um, when she said the stuff about she didn't expect race would play a part. And I was like, it was so funny. Without, before I even got to that episode, I was like, well, obviously, like it's so fun. I was just like, obviously him being a Muslim is going to come into this. Right. Obviously. Like, and maybe that's because we're black that we're just like, I, I was like, when is that episode going to drop? Because, no fucking way he went to the courtroom and they weren't like, first of all, he's a Muslim and you know they be disrespecting them women. Right. You know they be taking off going back to their Pakistan country and he ain't even Pakistan. Right. Making yeah. shit up. Right. So I was like, oh, like when I heard that, I wasn't even surprised. I was like, yes, this is what they do. They railroad a guilty person as much as they would railroad an innocent person. If he would have been innocent, you know what I mean? If I would have thought he was innocent, I still would have been like, okay, like, He's innocent and he got railroaded, but I feel like if he was innocent, he would have had a little bit more to say. It wouldn't have been some, I don't know. I don't know, just not going to get it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know, just not enough, bro. This is not enough. Um, but, and then it's like people expect him, like, to act guilty, to come out and be like, I did it. Okay, Sarah, it's been enough conversations. I did it. Damn, are you happy? Nah, you never gonna get that conversation. But a word on the street is they doing like DNA um on some of the shit they didn't test before and um they're doing DNA on her body they said or something or whatever. So like maybe we'll see if any of that shit comes back. You know, cause the other thing people don't understand, and this is funny because how to get away with murder had an episode about this. Um a lot of times the defense and the prosecution don't want the evidence tested. Right. Which is something Sarah never considered. You know what I mean? Like, cause now our mind just goes to DNA. That'll solve it all. Whereas sometimes you, if you're thinking maybe the DNA will come back and have some Adnan shit on it, you're like, no, don't test it. That's fine. We'll fight this out in court and I'll just basically put Jay on the stand and we, I won't put Adnan on the stand. I'll put Jay on the stand and I will fucking attack Jay relentlessly. And I'll just hope that the jury looks at that and goes, okay, this guy is so shady that we're going to let this other guy walk. That's what her, that's what her gambit was. And people are looking at it in hindsight. Well, because it didn't work, she's a shitty lawyer or that's the, really the only place she had. You know what I mean? Like the assumption is if she did get shit tested, nothing would come back uh positive for Adnan. And that's just a, that is a question mark that can lose the case. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's right. If it does come back and it is him, all of a sudden you have a liar for a client. You know what I mean? And now the the, the jury's not even going to fucking consider your thing. So you go, I don't want to test it. Fuck that. No, this fool. Don't test it. You guys think you can put this guy who got weird credibility up on the stand. I think I can take him down. That's what we're going to hinge the case. Um, and that's what it's seen. That's what's seen to happen to me, you know? Uh, but anyway, I think he did that shit. Uh, I think it's, you know, good thought exercise. I think it's, uh, fun, uh, as far as saying, um, you know, being able to go back and forth and create doubt and mm-hmm. lack of doubt and all this shit. But for me, man, it just seems simple. He did it. He thought this nigga was a criminal that he could fucking like have on, you know, kind of on like to help him clean this shit up. So he could have like, cause other thing is like, He's the perfect kind of dude for an alibi um, because you assume that, hey, no one's going to believe him. 
like i don't want to do this with an upstanding nigga i'm gonna do crimes with a crime ass nigga correct you know <laughs> like it just seems so funny to me man and i think jay is a seem like a paranoid ass um incompetent weed head you know and and i think people are using those characteristics to say like well see obviously since he's a lying ass paranoid weed head um he must have set adnan up well i'm looking at those same characteristics and going this nigga couldn't set up a, a a table for spades you know what i mean like he couldn't set up dominoes there's no fucking way he set up a murder there's no fucking way at 17 no way this dude don't got it in him to know you know um so that's my theory man and i did that shit but it was fun to listen to serial man i see why you guys are into it mm-hmm. it it is great and for those of you going like what the fuck are you talking about mm-hmm. uh download a serial podcast you can find on just about every podcatcher out there so if you like well what are they talking about go listen to serial and then you'll you'll understand yeah he's a lying ass nigga that got in over his head call himself the criminal element meanwhile this nigga don't got a cell phone or a car like he was just lying like he got and motherfucker believe them lies man he just gotta use your racism and xenophobia to see that jay is token negro he's not intimidating the people like he he was so intimidating to some of the people you hear that nigga in the fucking interrogation singing like a canary intimidate my ass he's like i've been arrested before you've only been arrested once uh i mean i've been thrown on the ground in front of my mama house like okay man all right yeah the helicopters was out there i'm sure the helicopters was out there jay i'm sure they was out there bro um just tell us about the murder because i mean honestly really you know it's and i you know i think like i think he lied about when he like because i do think he was lying i just don't think it matters because he ain't never lied about seeing them blue lips in that trunk he never that's that detail ain't never changed nigga popped that trunk and that body was in there you remember that he wasn't built for no bodies. He wasn't told. He told on that nigga immediately. What's hey, funny? What's funny though is he wasn't going to tell. Um, it was like uh, his friend talked to the police. You know what I mean? And that's how they found out that he made that phone call. And the phone call was in there. You know that that there was a phone call that happened between the cell phone and her. You know, so I don't know, man. People trying to get off on some technicality they think that it was a butt down for this other shit but the girl remembers talking to the dude like so much shit man where it's just like it's just a confirmation bias study like do you do you want to think that this is matters or do you want to think that doesn't matter you All know right. and also like i said when you deal with monster 17 year olds you're not looking at the larger picture you're so short-sighted that you would consider hiding you know drugs versus murder you know like right. in your mind that's worse you know them going and de- taking you know your grandmama's house and shit like that is larger to well, you the drugs would affect his whole family right right it, it actually would have like that's the thing the drug shit would have led back to his father his brother and his grandmother and her house right that that actually would affect his whole family as opposed to this he was to me all his lies seem to be trying to isolate himself like like, let me just say i was there so that i don't have to get anybody else involved and they don't have to call this person to confirm this so i'll just say i heard this i saw that we went here rather than to be like well we was down so-and-so house because that means 
so-and-so in that everybody at the party gotta go fucking testify correct everybody gotta be questioned and and all this shit right and he's 17 so i don't think he was smart enough to realize hey man they got you and honestly i i don't don't think i I find it funny that people think jay would trust the police more than adnan correct jay black he ain't trust them cops like when they told him like the weed is off the table we're not looking at that i know he was like that's what they say until you don't give them something they want and then that's what they're gonna use as leverage correct or, i know he was or, thinking that or they might even said you fuck us up we'll fuck around and, and go and, and uh, investigate all your people right i guarantee it like people act like the cops played nice with him but not at night get the fuck out of here like and he black too pre don 11 nigga you serious um but yeah i, I you know the the cell phone data and the car whereabouts see i thought i think adnan was like let me give him my cell phone to my car and that'll be like a good enough alibi. Al- alibi for just the time of the murder but he wasn't think i don't think he thought further enough to be like i also need a actual alibi for the whole night you know what Correct. i mean and i and i and if like i need a i need an alibi for burying the body i need an alibi for everything like it can't just be for the time that hey gets killed because that still has i still have to rely on other people and relying on i'm gonna need a person to help me cover up this murder you know what i mean that was a bad and he picked the wrong dude jay didn't even want to dig Mm-mm. like this shit was six inches deep them niggas like i know jay was out here like man if you don't get the fuck out of my face i'm not doing any of this right that's why he was in his mind as soon as it's over i'm going to fucking tell it because i'm yeah. not going to jail for this bullshit or if i do it won't be for murder and for the record, that's how you play it. I don't know who these, like, I've seen enough TV shows that if a motherfucker that just kills somebody come to you and they're like, we're going to burn this body. Listen, just do it and then go to the cops. Cause immediately don't die trying to talk like, cause on TV, this always happens. And I'm always like, that's why niggas die when they be like, I will not bury a body. You are crazy. This is wrong. Then they get shot too. You like, see, you should have just. <laughs> Ah, kept that shit to yourself yeah keep that shit to yourself the motherfucker already proved they kill people like just keep it to yourself wait till the niggas you know gone and then just go talk to the police like hey this motherfucker was crazy okay he's like yeah he said you gonna bury this body all that shit but um yeah soon as jay turned state evidence which adnan didn't think what happened because you know jay probably was on somebody ah yeah i'm from where they say stop no no snitching you know, we don't talk about nothing. I buried, I seen so many bodies in the row houses. And then this nigga was adding, I was like, cool, I got a body. He was like, <gasps> what is that? Shit got real. Like, he's a criminal, but he's not that kind of black criminal. You know what I mean? So. I said, we don't do bodies. Right. So, I don't know, man. Plus, Adnan come off like a dude that is able to fit in with black people and shit, too. So, you know how to talk to talk. A lot of nom sayings, a lot of nom means on the phone. You know what I mean? He got he good. He good, man. He can blend in. So, uh, and it's funny because the rumor episode where everybody was like snitching on on on, on Adnan, talking about his character. Um, I think that shit matters. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people gloss past all that. Yeah, you know? like I think that shit matters, man. When people are like. He was able to keep up this facade, but he was doing some shady shit too. Like it was like it, he wasn't necessarily, you know, the 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 guy that that people are trying to make it come off as. So, you know, he's able to blend in. 
so all right let's get into these things so that's cereal uh, but it was a good podcast man and, it is um, it's a great podcast i'm i'm excited about the second season and as a podcast product um it's just excellently done like this is a Very, producer right you know that's some really good work um you get a lot of people you know hooked and that's the kind of shit that people want to listen to man so she did her thing man but yeah i, I her bias is just all over that shit he had a ter- he had a crappy lawyer it's like well you need to be able to you actually need to prove that this case she was crappy like you can't prove that for a shadow of a doubt you know uh beyond a shadow of a doubt you know you gotta like prove like if this would have been one of the cases where it was like they gave her his family money because she did such a bad job maybe you have more like okay you know what i mean and like they actually used the fact that she wanted to get paid against her nigga i'm not doing this for free Mm-mm. what y'all think this is like how does that make me a bad lawyer because i'm like hey can i get my money because you know did, like i'm working like but there was sarah Canada, you masterful motherfucker you are a master at this shit got these motherfuckers talking about something anyway <clears throat> Let's go to uh, our segments, Karen. Um, it's time to do the Cosby Show. Um, so um, let me uh, look up one of these Cosby themes. Um, let's try this one. No shit, you just slowed it down. This is from the Hollywood Session Singles. Let me lick you up and down version. Sherlock came over, you know what I mean? I gave Sherlock the business 
he never saw it coming because i'm so fucking smart and get the fuck out of here look at this nigga man all right anyway you know they're gonna fuck you know they're gonna fuck his life up right like all these people that because sarah koenig has decided that he's a bad person they are going to fuck this dude's life up try to get him to go to jail for some shit he already admitted to watch anyway <clears throat> give me a number of chat room one through uh 11 one through 11 for bill cosby um karen let me know what number of uh, four all right the view apparently oh they took it down mm. uh the view did have at the time um a clip of an interview where i guess whoopi goldberg interviewed one of the accused uh I think maybe Beverly Johnson or something. Or uh, let me see. Whoopi. Oh, I, I know that interview didn't go well. Yeah. Um. Let me see okay. if I can find it. Cause, Cause she she already like y'all bitches be claiming shit that don't really happen. Uh. Yeah. Let me see if I can even find it. Cause it was up here. I don't. Maybe they were embarrassed by it and took it down. I don't know. Um. Was it on YouTube? Oh, that look like it's going to that. Yeah, it was on Mediaite. Um, said she gets to question her chance to question Cosby accuser. Um, let me see if I can play it. The video is on two part in two parts on ABC. Um, why is it taking so a long? few seconds? Yeah, yeah taking a while to load. Let's see if this will play it. Cause I could see maybe they were embarrassed and took it down. Cause you know Whoopi will say and do some outlandish shit, and it doesn't right. look doesn't make it look you look the best to question somebody that possibly been sexually assaulted. Look at Don Lemon, you know, cause yeah. Don was out there talking about biting penises off and shit, and like, uh, don't know that that's the best way to say that. Um, all right, so here we go. Make sure the volume's up. By the way. <laughs> College announced they were suspending their decades-long relationship with Bill Cosby days after Beverly Johnson came became the most high-profile name on the list of women making allegations allegations against him. She is joining us now to tell her story. Please welcome Beverly Johnson. So Beverly, explain to people you went to Cosby's home in the mid-80s to talk about a possible role on the Cosby Show. Tell us what happened. Well, what happened was I. Uh, I got a call from my agent that said they wanted me to possibly be on the Cosby show. So I was invited down to a taping, which was great. I met Cosby, the, the cast and everyone. And then I went to another taping where I brought my daughter. And of course, she was like seven years old at the time. So she was in, you know, um, jello pudding heaven. <laughs> and no pun intended. And then I actually took um, to Cosby's home, Brownstone, my daughter and I, with his staff, and we had a brunch one day. And since we hadn't had a chance to rehearse for this role that I was supposed to be getting, he said, why don't you come back in a couple of days so that we can rehearse the role there at the Brownstone. So I went to the Brownstone, should I continue? Yeah. I went to the Brownstone, and we had a little light uh, dinner downstairs, and then when you go upstairs into the living quarters, um, you know, it's a huge um, cappuccino contraption on the bar there. <laughs> And um, he said, I want you to act like you were a drunk woman. I thought, well, that's kind of weird, you know, pregnant. You know what's funny, too, is, like, I guarantee there's pictures of that cappuccino machine somewhere. Of course. Like, these women to be making up all these lies. It's like, man, they got a lot of these details right, you know? Women being drunk because 
he was a, played a doctor in the Cosby Show. But I went with it. And then he started to make this uh, cappuccino and offered me a cup of cappuccino, at which time I said, well, you know, I really uh, don't want to drink any. I, you know, I don't, you know I, it keeps me up at night. And he insisted that I drink this cappuccino. And I didn't really want to argue with, uh, you know, Bill Cosby, so I took a sip of the cappuccino. And I said, hmm, the room started to spin a little. So right said, away. Right away. And then I took another sip, and then it was coming on like a moving train, meaning the drug. And at that moment, I knew I had been drugged. Uh -huh. He motioned to me to come over like we were going to rehearse the scene then. And I went over, he put his hands on my waist. I put one hand on his shoulder to steady myself uh -huh. at this moment. And I cocked my head to one side and looked him dead in the eye and said, you're a and thank God you found that voice within you. How did you right. find the courage yeah, to do that? I don't know whether it was the drugs because I couldn't stop saying it. And I kept saying louder and louder and louder. And at that moment, he looked at me like I was crazy and realized that it wasn't going anywhere because I was rolling with the drugs. Uh -huh. And I was at which time he grabbed me by the arm, uh -huh. dragged me down the brown stairs stairs, and I didn't really know at that time where I was going. And uh, before I knew it, we were out. By the way, it's kind of interesting how you can almost hear in her memory where it starts to get hazy for her. Because mm -hmm. like before she was talking like very clearly, like and it went upstairs, then we did this, and we did that, and it's like once once she talks about being drugged, all of a sudden you can almost feel like her being like. Then I cocked my head, then I like pushed them on, then, you know, I said, you a motherfucker, you know, like you can almost hear the slowdown. Right, because that's the drug slowing your brain down. Yeah, it's like if you've ever had surgery and shit, like you don't really remember everything, but you remember it gets hazier and hazier as you get close to the surgery, you know? On the sidewalk, and he had me by one arm, it was hailing a taxi with the other. I can remember like it was yesterday. It was almost dust because people were kind of recognizing him and there. You, and you, because you, you you're the most famous well, they were really, the Well, they were really recognizing him. I, right. I, I mean, I don't know because my eyes were kind of rolling right. around. I remember getting in the taxi with right. him and, um, you know, and he slams the door and I, I remember trying to get my address out to, to the driver where I lived and after that I said, did I just call Bill Cosby? It was all I could think uh -huh. about was what I called him, not me uh -huh. being drugged. Uh -huh. But that just shows you the culture right. uh -huh. of women. Yes. Uh -huh. And the violence towards women and us always blaming ourselves. Uh -huh. now, now, Beverly, this one of the reasons that you decided to come out was what? Well, one of the reasons I decided to come out was that I saw all these very courageous women on the television telling their story, which is very, very eerily similar to mine. And also, I sit on the board of Barbara Sinatra's Children's Center uh -huh. for sexually abused yes. children. I do a self-esteem class. I do, um, and these brave kids that have been, had horrific um, incidents with uh -huh. child ab abuse. And I thought it was my responsibility uh -huh. and my conscience would not let me sit there in silence any longer.
All right, so that's part one. Okay. So, we probably about to get the ignorance in part two. I don't know. Maybe, maybe Whoopi, I think sometimes when it's in your face, you know, you talk a good game about what you was. It's like if Adnan was in the room, I wouldn't be telling all that shit about him. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, maybe it's different when he, when the person's in your face. Correct. The view, baby. I, I, I want to ask you. You, so he's taking you downstairs. He puts you in the cab. You ask the cab guy if you, if he, if you just called Bill. Was it such a feeling, the, the drugs that, were you, you weren't worried about, you weren't worried about what it might be? Mm. What do you mean? The drugs. You weren't worried yeah. about the drugs it might be. If you know that you've been drugged, uh-huh. were you worried about what you might have ingested? Well, at that point, I was just struggling to stay conscious. Right. Mm-hmm. So at that point, you're not thinking about anything except for what I've just told you. And then you, you, you pass out. It's, it's, it's a knockout. So the, so the cab driver, did you talk to the guy who, you're, did you have a, you had a doorman? Yes. Did you ask the doorman the next day what, what condition you were or did he, did you say anything? I'm just. I'm, no, 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 I didn't. Okay. You know, I basically just, you know, kind of put my head down mm-hmm. and try to get out without, you know, okay. from the embarrassment, okay. from the shame. Right. And the other thing I like to say is, I mean, it's, this is not about. Mr. Cosby. Correct. He's just a lightning rod. Mm-hmm. He's an archetype. For, for, for a conversation about um, violence against women. Mm-hmm. By men in and, power. Yes. And, and, and so this is really what this is about. And it's just indicative that I was the one who wasn't raped, I don't think, but who had this experience that a lot of the other women have had. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, I'm, I'm coming forward just, just to tell the truth. Beverly, did you hear what he said? So someone called him over the weekend, I think probably like on a home phone, and it was a New York Post reporter who said, um, you know, I guess asked him possibly about your story, and and Bill Cosby said, I only expect the black media to uphold the standards of excellence in journalism. And when you think of that, you have to go in with a neutral mind. What do you think about his response? Oh, I, I, I can't analyze him or what he says or what do you think should happen to him now though do you think well you know i think what should happen is that people that have experienced sexual abuse and and violence should come forward and not be afraid to speak up and to speak out because by you doing so you have given every one of us a voice so we all thank you thank you Thanks to Beverly Johnson. We need to point out that Cosby and his lawyers have yet to respond to Beverly's allegations, but have called many other allegations old and discredited. To date, he has not been charged with any crime. Uh, I think people probably said for the fact that she, quote-unquote, asked an irrelevant question. Say what? She That question that she oh, asked. Oh, yeah, it was about why didn't you uh, check what, what see what drug dr- was in you. Right. He was like, well, I, you know, I think in the, uh, because it's hard to put her, Maybe she's having trouble putting herself in that place, but yeah, you wouldn't be thinking about that at the moment. And then, like you said, like she said, because of the shame of coming in almost passed out, uh, 
you know, having um, had this bad interaction with Bill Cosby, mm-hmm. your doorman having to help you get back to your apartment. Right. What is like, he thinking? What is he saying? It's right. more like, oh, God, when I see him tomorrow, what is he going to be thinking about me? You don't even get to the point where you're thinking like, hey, what did you think about how I was fucked up yesterday? You're just like, oh, God, this looks bad. Right. Let me get another number from the chat room, guys. Someone called it a nappuccino, by the way. The hilarious. The next number three all right let's check number three um bill cosby reportedly hired investigators to discredit rape accusers according to the new york post bill cosby has hired multiple private investigators to dig up dirt on his accusers paying six-figure fees for information that might undermine their allegations if you're going to say to the world that i did this to you then the world needs to know what kind of person are you who is this person that's saying it bill cosby reportedly told his legal public relations team you can't say that I put something in your coffee, threw you in a cab, and then you go on a live, live, go on and live a high-profile life, a famous life, and you never complain. Kazi allegedly continued, apparently referring to Beverly Johnson's accusation that he drugged her at an audition. You mean you never reported it to the police? You never tell anyone? Kazi's attorney, Martin Singer, through whom he is uh, reported to have hired the investigation. By the way, here's what's funny to me. You got people that are talking about Adnan, like he never said he did anything. So, I mean, why would he do it? Why would Bill Cosby do it? You think he did it? He's maintained his innocence in every single, every discretion, mm-hmm. at every turn. Yeah, like you asked, why would Jeffrey Dahmer eat people? This yeah, why would no anybody? Sense. Why would anybody do this shit? Hopefully, right. I'll never understand. Correct. Um, the, through whom he is reported to have hired investigators declined to address the issue directly. He did tell the Post, however, you, the media, don't need private investigators to find out information about the accusers. A simple Google search will obtain the information. Well, then why would you need private investigators if a Google search would did the information? Correct. Last week, Singer went, sent CNN a letter accusing the report, uh, the network of one-sided reporting. Kazi appealed to black journalists to maintain a neutral mind. So. You think sending these letters and appealing to all these fucking different outlets going to matter? Yeah. It's not. Like I said, you, it's, it's not the 1980s. We don't have four, five, six, maybe ten outlets. We have thousands of different outlets that's going to get shit out there to the people. And there's nothing you can say or do when these people really don't give a fuck about what you do. And they don't care about getting an interview with you because in their minds, they know that they're never going to get it in the first place. So, like, fuck it. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, last one. Give me one more, guys. See what One more guess, get. y'all. Um, who went, who went last time? Black Rob. Mm-hmm. yeah that's at three uh, somebody uh give me another one two says joe spacely all right uh youtube has a link i'll put this in the chat before i hit play but uh i think it's my man from the not the cosby show um uh porn who i said wasted one of the best cosby impersonations of all time yes I well he finally came out with a youtube video it's called the bill cosby sex tape yes he didn't even have sex he was the best impersonation yes 1832 jellicoe drive beverly hills california sold for four million in 1993 and again in 2006 for 12 million this betamax tape was found inside a vault within the house indicating the original owner may have been bill cosby see the problem in the black community is We have to be better fathers to children and better husbands to wives. He's saying that on the phone while he's got a woman blowing him uh, on the balcony. Too much tea. (laughs) He said too much tea? 
Oh my god. Too much tea. They got a women they got a bunch of white women dancing and getting out of swimming pools and shit. We like that, Dr. Hexable. What? Heathcliff always keeps the sweater on. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes, dear. Do the funniest The whole time those guys were saying that to him, they were in a Jeep next to him at a parking at a stoplight. They drive off and then it reveals Bill Cosby has a woman sucking his dick in the, in the whole time. Awesome. <laughs> It jiggles just like pudding. <laughs> Say it. Not yet. Say it. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that clip, he's actually having sex with a woman. <laughs> and he's, he's having sex with her from behind. Hey, <laughs> they zoomed in on his face. Say it. Oh, then that ending clip show him like in a, in a, a tux and, and cap just dancing. And then the ending clip, he turned around with like a woman over his shoulder, passed out. And uh let me tell you how fucked up me and Roderick was. That what was it? Yesterday, the day before we had went to the post office, mm-hmm. and it was this older dude that like got out, got out like a jeep and started going into the post office uh thing. And the way ours is set up, ours is enclosed, so you kind of have to go in there. Like you can see people's feet, but that's about all you can see. Right. <laughs> so me and Roderick was there, and Roderick pulled up, and I and the dude he looked just like Bill Cosby. I thought Roderick I say. I ain't taking my black ass in there with that old ass Bill Cosby. <laughs> then me and Roger looked at each other and said, I was like, nope, I will not be the next victim. We did that for like five minutes. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, but yeah, Bill, that's, that's this weekend, Bill Cosby. So, uh, oh my God. His, his Cosby impersonation is the best, though. Yes, it he, is. Like, Real talk, man. That porn he did, the like it was one of the all time like just uh it, it was, was great. Like, he didn't even have sex, but his impersonation was spot on. Yeah, like he like yeah, he like and uh, from my understanding is that he is actually a um comedian. Okay. And or or like a Vegas person and he does the Bill Cosby impersonation as like part of his act. So like Okay. Yeah. Like he like so they went and got a professional. He wasn't there to fuck or get naked or anything no, like that. And it's just a prodigy. I mean, yeah, a a, a parody, a parody prodigy. It's yeah. a parody, and uh, that, there's actually no sex in this little clip, but it's right. just hilarious. Yeah, here's a YouTube clip of the Not the Kazi Show trailer. Okay, uh, I'll put this in the chat too. Let's see here, boom, and submit. Tom, okay, his name is Thomas Ward. Okay. Okay. Oh, 
it's so funny because nobody else looks close to the people they're supposed to be oh yeah nothing like them and i couldn't even really watch this joint uh because they had a, a rudy sex scene and i was like i know the actress is 18 but this don't feel right right like the put the, and then like the peter that was in it wasn't fat like <laughs> let me skip to the part where he's talking because i think this is all dancing Table. It is not a toy, and I don't want to see you riding it like a bull. They even had the laugh track. <laughs> That's amazing. Not a lot. Theo, you mean to tell me your father? And those wigs are terrible. These wigs are horrible. Yes. Alone with a beautiful naked girl from Spain. My man. <laughs> Hey, Where did Rudy play? go? I need her to help me fix this, this puzzle. <laughs> I saw a monster. Can I sleep with you tonight? I thought I was going to get a little chocolate pudding. The last guy that didn't show up for work, he ended in the bottom of the Hudson River. I'm sorry to bother you when you're studying, but I'm in a good trouble. Strippers, prostitutes, what's going on? I'm ready for some real responsibility now. Yeah, Theo, you're real mature now. Man, it's so sad that all the other people can't act. Right, they're terrible. But yeah, anyway, uh, I don't think there's any more talking to them. But yeah, he was so good in that. Like, I actually watched it for him. And then at the end, it was just like, oh, man. I wonder if he's going to capitalized off the pandemonium with this bill cosby shit he finally did the bill cosby sex tape and that was well done and funny and he looks like just like a splitting image of dude like he might be bill cosby illegitimate son right he don't even know it (laughs) right (laughs) right um there was a journalist who was taken um who was captured by isis Mm -hmm. and they made him host a propaganda video oh um uh, about oh they took it off youtube but it was about like how the media is making the Islamic State look bad, but it's actually good, and they put it on YouTube and and and, and all this shit. But it's obviously done under duress. Correct. That's crazy. Like, you know. But I guess you do. I mean, the way they've been beheading motherfuckers, man. You just gotta do whatever it takes. Yeah. If I just tap you on the shoulder, like motherfucker, you gonna make a take? Guess what? You gonna make a mixtape? Nigga, they get me. I'll be doing this podcast like good. You know, welcome to uh, the Blackout Tips. We hate America. Down with the America and uh, the, the pagan capitalism. We love Allah. Yep. I think I'm gonna be over there selling y'all the fuck out, man. Shit, I'm not dying. Um. But yeah, I just saw that story. I was like, damn, that's crazy. Um, <clears throat> let's see what else we got here. Uh, Oprah Winfrey, we talked about her. Oh, wait, we talked about her on Saturday's feedback show, right? Mm-hmm. So if you guys want to um, know what Oprah did, just go back to the Saturday show. So, we yeah. talked about it in depth. But 
she got in trouble for basically saying she didn't uh she's still looking for leadership coming out of ferguson and stuff and obviously people on the internet know that there is leadership uh in ferguson already um so that you know there was obviously some problems with that mm-hmm. uh selena gomez caused controversy by exposing her ankle in the abu dhabi mosque her oh, ankle shit. y'all her ankle man yeah, showing skin like i tell people man america is fucked up yes america treat don't treat women the best no but one thing i can say about living here in america is that a lot of people take for granted the rights and the freedoms that women have compared to other places in the world yes we need to do better yes we should do better yes we can do better yes we do need pay nigga right keep fighting But we have a lot of fucking freedoms. I can go outside in a pair of shorts and not get fucking beheaded. I can go outside and drive. You know, some places women can't drive. I can go outside and don't have to be escorted by a male at all times. Like, I have a lot of goddamn freedoms here that I love and enjoy. And a lot of people take this shit for granted. Mm -hmm. Then they go to these other countries and think I'm an American. They're like, fuck you, American. You're going to follow our rules. That ankle. Crazy. Uh, she provoked anger, accusations of impropriety, and now a deleted Instagram post after pop star exposed her ankles during a vi- visit to uh, Sheikh Zayed Grand Mosque earlier this week. Gomez and her posse posted two photos at the mosque that caused a flo- flood of Instagram outrage. I think Rihanna got in trouble going there, too. Uh, one with a group that included Cody Simpson and Kendall Jenner posing and laughing in the mosque. Another in which Gomez poses exposing her lower right leg and ankle, both acts in a mosque, waggling a bare ankle and laughing or smiling are considered signs of disrespect in the Muslim culture. The ankle exposing Instagram post has been deleted, but the group shot is still up for view of view. comments include just because you're not a Muslim doesn't mean you don't have to follow Muslim tradition in a Muslim place. And the thing is, whatever, whichever religion you are, respect others and their beliefs. Gomez has not commented on the controversy yet, and the rep for the singer did not respond to a request for comment. So, wow. what can she say? I mean, she could be like, "I was doing it on purpose," or "I apologize," or you know. I yeah. mean, she could say a lot of shit. Yeah, she but she was like, "If I don't say anything, this shit'll roll over, and I keep on going with my life." Big suspension news coming up here, Karen. Uh, I hope you're sitting down. Uh, but due to some off the field. Um, problems jocelyn hernandez has been suspended four games from uh four episodes from the next season of love and hip-hop atlanta uh-oh so it looks like we're losing benzino and out the right and now jocelyn hernandez's violent behavior is finally catching up with her she's been suspended from the show for the first four episodes of season four is Hun- it gonna even be worth watching mm. you know how it I, is, was with, but- I was wondering when commissioner mona scott was gonna come down yeah, with the ruling fucking up my fantasy points you know it ain't, it ain't no fun if you know if my top player ain't out there scoring all the touchdowns i know i won't be drafting uh, jocelyn in mm-hmm. the next reality fantasy show <clears throat> hernandez attacked her co-star althea co-stars althea hart tammy rivera and mimi foss during a reunion special causing an epic brawl among husband stevie J and others as well which is funny because they're not really they're not returning benzino right right he didn't get violent on anybody he can't come back um they kicked young berg off his show for domestic violence for hitting um masika yes they did and then but before this they were gonna let out like it's almost like because they got rid of berg 
they They almost have to to. do something to jocelyn because it would have been a mixed message both fans and critics called for her to be fired from the show but months later vh1 is finally doing something about it nevertheless after the brawl benzino and his fiance were both fired from the show for allegedly threatening to sue and badmouthing the show producer mona scott young and vh1 yeah. So that's why. Not, that's not, why. Yeah, yeah, not for the other shit, but that's mm-hmm. why. Yeah, they yeah, they're threatening to sue. Like, you let these motherfuckers fight each other on purpose. You let shit get out of control. Right. According to a source who told Rolling Out, not only will she sit out filming the first four episodes, she also won't be paid for them, regardless of what her contract may have otherwise stated. <clears throat> Hernandez might be upset about the decision and losing a huge portion of her check, but Scott Young can't, can't endorse violence on her show, especially after firing Young Bird for allegedly beating up his girlfriend, Masika Tucker. Mm-hmm, right. All this, we don't endorse fights on our show. And all of, and y'all, all y'all did was turn to Jerry Springer. You know, when Jerry Springer first came out, I was in college, man. We used to sit in there, cause, you know, this is for DVR and all that, you know, for the, for, for the young folks. So if you ain't watch that shit live, you missed it. And it used to come on like 5, 36 o'clock. And so what would be all in dormitories, everybody would like sit in their suites with their doors open and like watch these fuckers fight. Then after a while, they started, you know, people started standing in and it just wasn't as good because it's like, okay, y'all gave us a freebie and now y'all like, nah, we're going to tame it down. Yeah. A Georgia man yells faggot and then throws a gay man into oncoming traffic for holding his boyfriend's hand. Oh, what a gay news <clears throat> soundtrack. Uh, is that what we're doing now? You want, you want to spice this news up with some gay news? I thought this was kind of a little sad, but if, uh. Yeah, you fuck with gay people. If that's what'll make you happy, um, uh, I mean, here we go. Um, how about, uh, this one? right now let's talk about killing gay people okay right because you fucking with them um i'm not fucking with them i didn't do shit not you fucking with them the Um, man who did this crime so they said they're they've given up the search for the suspect who allegedly yelled homophobic slurs and then was caught on video throwing a gay man in the oncoming traffic as he was walking down the street with his boyfriend so they gave up they giving up searching for him even though they have video tuesday the ga voice published surveillance video of a march attack on a gay couple as they were leaving a restaurant as we walk as we were walking up a car started following slowly behind us it was a bmw honking his horn it was just making us uncomfortable really the boyfriend of the victim who wished to remain anonymous told the ga voice 
he recalled that the suspect jumped out the car and yelled faggot the man reportedly then punched his boyfriend in the back of the head and shoved him to the street surveillance video obtained from atlanta police department showed the victim lying in the street as cars approach one driver attempts to change lanes nearly colliding with another vehicle the driver slows down enough that the vehicle has time to return to the sidewalk i didn't know what happened at the time all i know is the victim is in the street the witness said it all happened so fast before the suspect fled the scene the boyfriend said that he was able to record a cell phone video of the car and the license plate he said the suspect claimed to be mexican and appeared to be in his 20s he was wearing a red shirt and atlanta braves baseball cap the couple contacted 911 to report the attack to the atlanta police department investigators later told the couple they could not prosecute because the driver of the car had told them that he did not know this know his passenger who had attacked them oh so the driver of the car so the guy who attacked him wasn't driving the car and he basically says the passenger got out and attacked these this this guy and then he was like i don't know the dude though he just happened to be in my car we were told Word. yeah we were told they talked to the guy he said that he doesn't know the passenger he picked the guy up one block and dropped him off on another get the fuck out of here it, right it's crazy to me saying i don't know the passenger in my car who beat up the guy. It's just crazy i don't believe it an atlanta police department investigator told the couple that they were also unable to get a subpoena for the driver's cell phone records i was disappointed that the investigation ended with one conversation and that's the best they can do i think they can do better than that i would encourage them to do better than that i'm not laying a lot of blame on the police department but i'm also not giving them any awards <clears throat> he added that his boyfriend would no longer walk down the street in that area of atlanta it's tough for him it does bring back memories he said so crazy and you know that's fucked up they could really use a, a J to to like get an inside scoop you know i don't so care you just he's... randomly pick who picks up strangers anymore Mm-hmm. i mean threw them into the street just just for holding hands like how do you how does that make you that mad right Damn. you know what i mean like let's say you are homophobic you're against gay people being gay blah 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 how the fuck do you go and now to hop out of my car and try to kill one yeah and also the problem that i have i do blame the police department because this yeah. is one of those things where they didn't investigate or push it because they didn't want to it was not that important to them because if it was important to them they would have sought this out and forced uh more information and forced this person to tell who was in that vehicle because I can guarantee you he knew who that person was. I, mm-hmm. You know, you can't tell me you just picked a random person up and dropped him off a half a block over down somebody in your goddamn motherfucking car and you don't know who you are. You're not 17. You're not dumb. You're not stupid. People don't randomly pick people up. Yep. More gay news. More gay news. Uh, Florida counties in courthouse weddings to keep gays from marrying. What? That's it, Karen. No one can get married then. Okay? Damn it. Oh. Oh, so they's like nobody. Oh, they. Mm. No more courthouse weddings. No courthouse weddings. If the gays can get them, then God damn it, nobody can get them. That's it. How's this legal? 
How can you be like, fuck it? We everybody got the day off. It, shit, everybody got forever off. How can you do this? Florida's Duval, Clay, and Baker counties have all ended the practice of courthouse weddings to avoid performing ceremonies for gay couples. Florida is waiting for U.S. District Judge Rob Hinkle to clarify whether this ruling to strike down the state's ban on marriage between couples of the same sex actually applies to the whole state. If it does, Duval Clerk or, of course, Ronnie Fussell, Clay Clerk, Tara, uh, Clay Clerk, Tara Green, and Baker Clerk, Stacey Harvey, will be legally obligated to issue marriage license to such couples. Right. And it, what, what the fuck you mean does it apply to the whole state? Yes. Fussell says the decision came after a series of discussions with members of his staff who currently officiate wedding ceremonies. None of them, including Fussell, felt comfortable doing gay weddings, so they decided to end the practice altogether, he said. Instead of stepping down and giving it to somebody who would do it. Right. It was decided as a team, as an office, this would do, this would be what we do so that there wouldn't be any discrimination. The easiest way is to not do them all. So you punish everybody then. This is like Woolworth's closing. Right? You know what I mean? Uh, you mean niggas can eat this? Mm. Fuck it. Well, Mm-mm. now you know why we went out of business. Fuck it. No, nobody gets our hot dogs today. I believe marriage is between a man and a woman. Fussell continued. Personally, it would go against my beliefs to perform a ceremony that is other than that. Then quit, bitch. Right. Why people act like quitting is not a goddamn option? I needed the space in our in our country and our county where I needed the space in our county where in the Bible Belt. Baker Clay. Baker Clerk Harvey said, uh, it was, if, if we're made by the law to issue a gay marriage license, we will do that. But we are not mandated to marry couples in our courthouse. Oh, man. Yeah, fuck you. The, 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 these people are the same people that work in the pharmacists where you work with all types of medications that can do all types of things to women's bodies. I mean, to bodies, period. Mm-hmm. But you're like, no, we ain't going to give them on the after pill because that's against my religion. Or we ain't giving birth control pill because that's against my, Fuck you. Fuck you. Your, your job is to do this. If you don't want to do it, step the fuck down. Your job is optional. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, report, having a bad job is more psychologically damaging than being unemployed. And to an extent, I agree. To an an extent, I agree. You know you don't have no money, don't get me wrong, if you're unemployed. Mm -hmm. But, man, when you work at at a job that you could give two fucks about or a job that stresses you out or a job that makes you feel less than or managers that micromanage or employees that are assholes or a job that constantly stresses you out, that shit will get to you. It will get to you bad. And, yeah, you're making money and you're paying bills, but you're not happy happy well one thing about having a because i've been on both okay so i think i can speak with some authority here me too uh one thing uh, oh no i'm not saying oh no i wasn't saying to you i meant to the audience okay one thing i will say is when you're unemployed you're not in a place eight to ten hours a day where someone is shitting on your soul no you're not and i think it does make a difference because it does while i'm not saying either state in america is necessarily the most respected um because there's a little bit of respect that comes with hey you're toughing out a bad job but while you're there at the job you just feel like shit there's no upside to that you know what i mean yeah like maybe on payday you go at least i get a check for this bullshit but 
you still got to deal with bullshit and the, the, the stress, the nervousness, the, am I going to get fired? Is, right. or am I going to get written up? Mm-hmm. Um, is someone who's going to approach me today and ask, why am I using a bathroom too long? Correct. Or, uh, too why frequently. was I f- five minutes late? Or d- why did I get a snack and eat it at my desk and not the appropriate snack time? Some people have never really had a bad job, so they don't even understand that. Right. In my opinion, it's not even a debate. Like it's not even right. close to the same thing. Like, I would rather be unemployed, get a check that I have to, you know, get every couple of weeks or every week, whatever, however your unemployment works in your state. I would rather do that while applying for jobs and trying to do better than to be treated like shit and feel helpless. Because one of the things about a bad job is it takes up your time so that a lot of times you don't feel like you have the time to apply or to try to improve your life. Right. You know, and I think it affects your health. It affects your mind. It affects your soul. Yeah, it just affects everything about you because you're no longer valuing yourself as a person let like because of how you're letting people treat you. You know, it's like being bullied, but as an adult. Um, so the article says, while unemployment is generally understood to be damaging to one's self-esteem, interpersonal relationships and overall well-being, a new report out of the United Kingdom suggests that having a bad job, one that is boring, unstimulated, or poorly suited, can be even more detrimental to a person's mental health. Following a downturn brought on by the recession, unemployment levels are now decreasing in the U.K. at a quicker-than-expected rate. Um, however, the tenor of jobs being offered is increasingly of poor quality or of a precarious or temporary nature, which threatens our productivity and competitiveness, levels of social inclusion, and ultimately the health of the workforce. Right. And the same thing has happened in the United States because what they fail to realize is that during the recession here, uh, people who were overqualified for jobs took jobs that they were purposely overqualified for because it was like, hey, I just need a job. I just need to work. And they got these jobs, and these jobs are not, uh, or for their their work level is actually below them. So you have people that are overqualified working at jobs that honestly should be going to people that are less qualified than they are. But they but those people get bumped out of the market because would you rather have would you rather underpay somebody with fifteen years of experience or you know pay somebody the right amount for you know freshly coming out of college Mm -hmm. and so you run into that problem and also uh what a lot of jobs have with the turning of the economy what they're not talking about a lot of jobs are not hiring but they're working the people that they got there more hours with less people with more productivity you're gonna wear right. people out. You're gonna you're literally going to wear people out. And they yeah. and they expect this to be a standard now because they feel like, hey, we've done it for, you know, three, four years and we hadn't got any raises, you right. know. We're gonna make you feel bad for taking vacation and maternity leave and right. shit that is in your contract that you're supposed to be able to have. Like we're gonna make you feel terrible about this shit. Right. Um it just and, wears down your self esteem. And it does, and it wears you down and wears you out and uh uh, remember your, your dad was talking about, uh, he talked to people that, uh, have been unemployed, you know, because he's a contractor and he says that for a lot of people, when they become unemployed, a lot of people, especially if they had a shitty ass job, a lot of them are the happiest that they've ever been because you're like, oh my gosh, I have relief. I have time. And a lot of people actually get their health together. A lot of people actually start working out, losing weight, doing a bunch of shit that they never had the time or the energy to do because the job was so goddamn draining and fucking demanding on them. Being at a job you don't like, waking up and literally crying because you're like, I got to go to this fucking place that I motherfucking hate. Yeah. Um. So, I don't know, man. I think you should at least consider the idea that a bad job is worse than even being unemployed. Cause like I said, unemployment 
is a lot a lot of it is you you know what i'm saying like you being hard on yourself um and you have to learn to accept and let some of that shit go some of the stereotypes that people have hit you with um and it does depend on your friendships and the kind of people around you but with a bad job it's just every day all day it's just right eight the, ten twelve the, hours yeah you close your eyes and you just can't you just don't even want to wake up to hear that alarm because you know you got to go back in there and right. deal with this shit and you live for the weekend and you've talked about right. this before a lot of lot of people party and get drunk and get high and do drugs i'm not trying to be funny to escape the shitty ass jobs well, that i think they it, have. i think it's self-medicating like uh, they don't even realize they're doing it. It's like right. they're not happy in life. So right. this is they the- get fucking blitzed, blackout drunk every weekend because you're running from the fact that you're just not happy. You're, you right. need to self-medicate. You have to treat the weekend so fucking like, I have oh. to get all the fun because you, because Monday morning is going to be a war zone again and you fucking hate it. Right. And, um. And though such jobs may be necessary to the labor market, Bevin aims to shed light on their psychological impacts. When the unemployed transition into poor quality jobs, he says, there's a perversely strong chance that they will be worse off, especially in terms of their mental health. Instead, knows Bevin, in rebuilding the workforce, governments should be mindful of high-quality jobs which promote, promote autonomy, are challenging, and present employees with a very variety of tasks. While Bevin does ultimately believe in straining every sinew to help people find work, he hopes his findings will encourage people to question the well-accustomed axiom that any job is better than no job at all. Yeah. You know? Yeah, so. and, and people have tricked people into thinking that your worth is worth your work. Like, right. like if you know, if you're working, you, uh, you're contributing to society and all that stuff, but they're not talking about the quality of the job. It's, it's like the quality of the job don't mean anything. That's why when people be like, well, I, I was, I've been unemployed for a year and a half or two years. People got, well, work at fucking McDonald's. Nigga, do you want to work at McDonald's? Like that shit to piss me off. You like, do, do, do you want to work for five twenty five an hour? You, you can't, you have to work three or four jobs in order to compensate and to pay one bill. And well, it's, as long as they can convince people that they have nothing in common with the kind of person that works at McDonald's, which I think is how our society runs. You'll continue to have people that say stupid shit like that. Right, like that shit don't make you know, no sense. Like they convince you that you can never be on welfare, never have food stamps, so therefore you associate it with a lack of poor, like quality as a makeup of a person. So you're like, well, I'm not on food stamps because I'm just a much harder working American than you. I'm just a better person. And so you have these discussions where you realize, like, this person is fucking brainwashed. They are literally a couple of checks at most from being like, I got to go apply for some aid. Right. And that won't make you less of the person you are today. It won't be because you're lazy. It won't be because you have bad work ethic or bad person. It Sometimes it's just bad shit happens to good people. Sometimes it's just you don't have the resources that you think that you need or you just had a bad luck. Right. You can't just throw everybody away like that garbage just because they need government assistance somehow not to mention when you've been working for years unemployment comes out of your check every time you look on there there's a little bit of tax that comes out for the fact that one day you'll need a safety net in case you ever fall and then people make you feel bad for needing that safety net right this building our system yeah it doesn't have to be your fucking problem so it's not doesn't have to be your fault necessarily so it's just very uh it's just like i said as long as America keeps people believing that they don't have anything in common with someone, they, they can continue to f- have people who have no empathy. 
right and 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 the, and the thing is that the thing about it is that at the end of the day most people know mcdonald's is not a high paying job so you mean to tell me my 30 40 50 60 70 80 thousand you know hundred thousand dollar job that i may have lost during this recession you want me to take that and make twenty thousand dollars a year because it's a motherfucking job bitch get right. out of here right so you know it's just funny because and then everybody always thinks they know what they would do right right well if i got laid off i mean i'd take a job at mcdonald's before i take unemployment no you wouldn't because you can't make your bills do that right. unemployment is actually more than some jobs at mcdonald's depending yes, it, on what you were making before ain't that the truth and so you would actually be a detriment to your family and yourself to do some shit like that you know like it's just shit like that not to mention mcdonald's ain't always um and always hiring, nigga. Correct, correct. Because people are like, well, bitch, I got this job and I'm not giving up. I work full time and I'm not giving my hours up and shit like that. So, and you're not guaranteed to work a full 48 hours and shit like that. McDonald's do the same shit Walmart does where they're tinkering with your hours when you start trying to max out the 40 hours because they don't want to pay benefits and all this other bullshit too. All right now you can't get health insurance and or they want you to get it through Obamacare, but they don't pay you enough to qualify for health insurance on their dime and correct you know there's you know mcdonald's budget for how to make a living off mcdonald's is to have a second job mm-hmm. so yeah McDonald's, you know, they like they like we even mcdonald's no mcdonald's can't be your primary source of income right it's crazy do some research yeah Get on Gucci. Yeah. That's right. Ball alert time. Uh, Karen, which one should we do? Okay. We got how to become a rapper in 2015. We'll let the audience pick. All right. Okay. It's one through five. Uh, listen to all the choices before you okay. put a number in. Okay, okay. guys. One, one through five. Hold on. He gonna he gonna tell the topics and then we'll let y'all decide. Go ahead. How to become a rapper in 2015. That's number one. Dress for the man you want to meet. That's number two. Bum alert. How to snag a broke man in five easy steps. That's number three. Groupie tales. Quincy Miller of the Denver Nuggets is packing, but his stroke game is weak. That's number four. Or number five, sugar is in the money, not the honey. That's so, number five. Let's get those. We got one through five. What mm-hmm. what what do y'all feel? What which ones y'all feel like covering today? Okay, so we got three, three four, four, got two fours. People wanna know about Quincy Miller Stroke Game. Number two. Got another three. three. So, you know. The three is tied. Yeah. Two, three. We got four. four. We so got we got two threes so far three threes now oh wait a minute three and four is tied uh yeah we got three threes and three fours you guys want to know about quincy miller's dick game and you want to know about what was the other one uh and uh a bum alert how to snag a broke man in five easy steps so uh, the more threes Mm. oh three is winning yeah all right looks like we're gonna go, go with number three like we had to go with number, number three, three today, today, guys. So yeah, three one. Bum alert! How to snag a broke man in five easy steps? 
I feel like I need to put the sh- the picture in the chat so you guys can see what the picture look like. You got to. Because it's hilarious to me. Um, here's the picture for how to snag a broke man um, via ballalert.com. Um, there you go. Uh, so it says That here, picture. This post is by our girl 118. Uh, it's amazing how many women can't honest, can honestly say they do not want to date a man who is financially stable. I never thought I would see many women talk about how other women are wrong for wanting to date men who are well off or at the very least able to provide for himself and family so that everyone can live comfortably. These days, if you say you want to marry a man who is financially sound, you are labeled a groupie and a gold digger. Well, we here at Baller Alert want to cater to our very diverse readership by creating the first ever How to Snag a Broke Man manual. I mean, if this is what some of you women want, I can teach you all about it. I feel like there's a lot of sarcasm coming off 11-8 right now. Me too. Snagging a broke man is a lot easier than you may realize. Broke men usually don't aspire for much, won't for much. Therefore, it doesn't take much to impress them. If you want to attract the bum, there won't be a lot that you'll have to do. Plus, it's easier to snag a broke man. Nobody realize, nobody really wants them, so there's no competition. They're not used to getting chose, so they'll take whatever you throw at them. Lesson number one, hang where the bums hang. <laughs> at the bus station? To attract a bum, you must think like a bum. You can usually find broke bum men hanging around grocery stores with no food in their cart. Oh, Lord. Or at gas stations putting $2 on 10 yes yes shade a true bum will offer will offer to buy you drinks at the club but when you suggest top shelf he calls you bougie this is the uh this is what this is the man that you want go for him if the club that you're partying at does not allow sneakers you are partying in the wrong establishment (laughs) if the car your bum is driving is not in his baby mama's name he is not the one for you oh lord if you truly want to hang with the broke bums hang the well where the broke bones hang the welfare line is cracking on monday so i've heard oh lord lesson number two become the bum that a broke man would want lower your standards lower yourself this is a way to attract the bum man who cares what you look like no need to wear clothing that makes you appear to have class pull out the most scantily clad rainbow purchase dress you can find <laughs> save save those extra coins for your light bill do you think he cares about how you present yourself in public? Not close. He doesn't even care how you present yourself in private. He's going to love you no matter how much filth you live in and despite the fact that you sleep on a sheetless mattress on the floor. Oh, Lord. Lesson three, discuss current events. And by current events, I mean weed, hoes, and alcohol. <laughs> he doesn't have a job and his life will literally revolve around these three things anyway. This is the quickest way to his heart. Number four, make him feel like a king. This one is plain and simple. A broke bum man needs, wants to feel like he's doing something even when he obviously isn't. If he's been working at that budding rap career for 13 years, you need to be the one to tell him to keep going for it. Hell, pay for his studio time too. Make him feel like everything he does is right and never suggest that he's wrong. Broke men don't like feeling wrong. That's the first sign of you having standards and there is no place for standards when dealing with a broke bum. <laughs> you should become the provider and wait on him hand and foot. That's how broke men like it. That Take care of him like his mama would. Wipe his ass for him if you need to. Oh, Lord. Lesson five, don't expect much. Don't jump down his neck when he returns your car with the tank on E. 
you knew he didn't have a job when you met him that's the problem with you women first you want you say you don't want a man with money and then you want to gripe when he doesn't have any let the man sit on the couch to play xbox when he's texting his other hoes on the phone that you paid for be quiet in the background (laughs) (laughs) yes teach him how to do it have some respect your bills are none of his problem don't nag on him to get a job that's stupid jobs are stupid if God, if God, stupid. if God would have wanted him to have a job, he would have created a job where he didn't have to work. Go be an independent woman and take care of your man. That's what you wanted, right? That's the new age way of doing things, correct? Oh, girl. Fact of the matter is there's absolutely nothing wrong with the woman wanting a man who at the bare minimum is her equal financially. But just because you want a baller or a man who is financially well off does not make you a gold digger. Nowhere did it say you didn't have your own finances, businesses, or reasons for dating outside of what you can do for you. Women are nurturers. Men are supposed to be protectors. Unfortunately for broke men, protection also means money. We want to be stable and provided for. I'm not saying he needs to buy me a Lamborghini on my birthday, but I sure would like to live stress-free without having to worry about how we're going to eat for the next week. I can stress about money alone. Wanting to meet a man with money who can take care of your needs does not make you less independent. It makes you a smart bitch. Only dumb chicks think independent means doing it all by yourself. Lastly, for the newbies, the term baller used on baller alert is relative. It does not immediately mean athlete. Ballers can be athletes, CEOs, celebrities, or just a baller in your local town. Snagging one is all the same. It's, it, it starts with you. So remember, ladies, two incomes are better than one, but his money being spent is better than yours. <laughs> Check the chat room. See Black Butterfly. She got the clapping emoji, two thumbs up emoji, the laughing emoji, and the worshiping like all hands up, like praising emoji. Miss Know-It-All says, this is hilarious, LOL. Ball Alert said, LOL, this is right on. Shantae M says, very good. Let them know where to get them good for nothing ass dudes. Um, and she has the heart and the clapping emoji. At Sat Chaser, you know I did and now she wants to fight me. I don't even know what this means. Mm-hmm. So Sat Chaser must have asked something in the comments and it's not on here no more. Ice Palette quits life. Let's see. $2 on 10. Will they even let you get a half gallon of gas? Damn. They Damn. will. They will. I've seen people walking there talking about put two on 10. Le Goddess Real says, low lives have low ambition, which leads to low goals, taking them to low levels. I can stand, mm-hmm. I can't stand underachievers who aim for nothing and judge throws who survive, judge those who strive for everything. Step your mental up bums. I love this article. Uh, at max, not only can you buy $2 on 10, but that $2 will keep your lawnmower running for half the summer. <laughs> Let's go to page two. There's a lot of comments on this, like 44 comments. I'm not going to read them all, just the good ones. Said this shit on fire, didn't it? Well, you know, this is like the, the basic point of the site, you know, like this is it's sarcastic, but you know, the point of the site is like nothing wrong with dating a man with, with something of his own. Uh, Mickey says, LOL, I'm sorry, but I was raised by my dad. He always taught me not to date broke dudes. I became allergic to them. And every time they would come around, I'd break out in the hives, LOL. Let's see. At Mickey, my dad is a tough act to follow. He was, he was a good role model, so I can't tolerate a bum. I had a few, but that shit got so old so quick. At Ball Alert, I can dig it, girl. We all had a bump in the road with a bum dude. 
but it was a lesson learned and i will never go back i would never give carla jenkins says i would never give a man money so i know that i can't tolerate a bomb a man must have something bigger going on for him um let's see uh the bomb though will have a girl digmatized said ball alert and then Mickey said that too is a true statement. Broke bums may not have no dough, but they pipe game do be on point. It's a case of the gift and the curse. Underlord. <laughs> Double D says, <laughs> Double D, over the holidays, I said, I expect the man I married to be a provider. I don't want to have to work. And I almost got into a fight with my family members. I never said I wouldn't work, but I cannot see myself with a man who can't provide for our household. I can't help that my standards are different. Not the sheetless mattress on the floor. This drives me nuts. This can't be comfortable at all. <laughs> sound like she's seen that before. Mm-hmm. Um, sound like her family had a bad Thanksgiving, man, because she said, you know, I'm trying to get with a baller, and they got mad at her. That's yeah. crazy. That was like, you better work. Support your children now. Moving in silence says, I want to know who had the nerve to come to BA ball alert saying that they don't want a baller. <laughs> <coughs> Sorry. That they don't want a baller. Uh, Black Butterfly says, uh, at Moving in Silence, now you know some women come on here simply to bash us and save us from our money chasing ways. <laughs> Those would be the same women who on the outside say they don't get with men for their money and try to look down on us, but inside they are hurting the press because their broke guys are boring their car, borrowing their car for the fifth time this week. <laughs> <laughs> Maxwell's Muse says, a bum with the good soul pole, always a troubling dilemma. In the end, smarter heads should prevail. After you've gotten screwed real good and you had to drive y'all to buy food and drink for yourself, that ought to do it. <laughs> Double D said, uh, Black Butterfly Double D said, it's not, it's not comfortable at all. It's talking about the mattress. Yes. Shelly, Shelly says, um, girl, uh, to the woman who's talking about driving to get the food after you had sex, mm-hmm. girl, you must be looking in my, into my past. That brought back memories, changed my life. <laughs> at shelly bring that high right on down we've all been hit with a stupid bad once or thrice uh now uh i mean when you driven back to that sheetless mattress in a god knows whose basement his mama's uh things should start to click this blog is hilarious uh let's see uh a bum with the good soul pole needs to be added to the ba lexicons says busy signal <laughs> aka spicy I'm strutting says at Maxwell, I've been screwed real good by a man that I only saw as a piece of meat. When the dad was, when the deed was done and it was time to go to the grocery store, his shoulders began to slouch. His voice began to tremble. His swag was non-existent. It's hard to respect the man in that state. I'm just saying, <laughs> hey, I want to get something to eat. Oh, I don't know. Baby. Uh, um, I don't know what to tell you. I can give you more dick. Right. You want you eat some penis? Uh, majority, majority of bums lack confidence in self because they instinctively know they are not playing their position, protect, provide, and reproduce. I've been independent since before people were rapping and dancing about it. When I do marry, he will be the sole provider and my money will be for miscellaneous things. Damn, ain't nobody interested in no partnership, huh? Mm-mm. <laughs> Fuck a partnership. My money is mine and your money is mine. Oh, our boo is back. CCD is working for my baller for she. Yes. She said, I holler so hard at this, my throat hurts. LOL. <laughs> when we have all had that bum, yeah, we've all had that bum with the soul pole. I was about to get a fuck buddy who was a bum until he asked me to stop at the grocery store and pick up some ish on my way over. Bum had a list. I- <laughs> <laughs> he didn't give a grocery list. 
two packs of ramen <laughs> i didn't even bother to leave my warm comfy bed his calls with the voicemail from then on out hello my bum days are over bonita said i'm allergic to broke dudes but to each their own great post though well i think she missed that it was sarcastic but they sitting up here like why are you gonna recommend broke dudes to us um uh, let's see uh because there's more comments black butterfly said i have a confession to make uh-oh i currently am stuck on a bum with a soul pole uh-oh he never asked me for anything though he just doesn't have a job although he says he's been looking irr military guy uh i justify hanging around for some good that good good because he has his own house and his own car and a bedroom set he just doesn't have the amount of money that i like to see from a man that i'd seriously date and be involved with i think he knows that too he knows about my sb ways i don't know what sb means um i gotta figure that out yeah figure that language so until i come across that i might just keep my soul pole but i'll be damned if he gets a good home-cooked meal out of me Mm, that kind of gonna break one day you're gonna be stuck with him forever lol black butterfly that's the way to keep it says ccd is working on baller for she maxwell's muse says can't turn a bomb into a house bomb (laughs) (laughs) yes oh into a house bomb i wish i could hug this whole site you gonna be feeding the strays for all eternity that dick is a hell of a drug but extra extra shame on someone jumping through hoops for awful loving and no dollars what on earth is on their minds i'm i'm strutting said this is a good post more women need to read i had to repost this said ball alert uh so this must be an old thing they just keep putting up that's why i saw it uh that's probably why i got so many comments if god wanted him to have a job he would create a job he didn't have to work gotta give it to you pretty funny says life's journey little mermaid said done mama dragon slayer puss damn (laughs) She said, this post is too funny. I can't even smash a bum these days. I'd rather go without, but maybe I ain't in heat yet. Oh, Lord. Brittany Darcell says, all you have to do is literally stand in place and say not a word, and the broke man will make himself available. He is available. Available is his middle name. LOL. <laughs> funny piece. Um, not his middle name. Because mm-hmm. he ain't got no but time on his hands. Number time and, 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 and bills. Dick. Time and dick and bills. You're right. That's it. Not, not and, and a grocery list. <laughs> for you to pick up on your way over to the dick yes and audacity all right uh you want some pussy you give me a grocery list nigga no g lee said won't bash him but i did the jobless multiple kids having god won't do it again why is this so prevalent among black men then let's say asian indian middle eastern Afri- uh, africans in america in american men i think we make it way too easy for them gm jmo just my opinion Love the sarcasm, LOL, hell no, this is too much good one, and so on point, it's not even funny. So there you go. Oh, man, that was good. All right. Um... No fucking with black people today. No oh, got no. the day off. Yeah. Stuart Scott died. Let's do guest the race instead. Let's do it. Um where's my guest the race music? I think it's here. Now that it's time for some guest the race. That's right, it's guest the race time. Now that it's time for some guest the race. 
That's right, it's Guess the Race time. That's right, guys, it's time for Guess the Race, the number one game show going across all the podcast land. We read and play news articles from all over the globe, and we ask our contestants today, the chat room, to guess the race. And the chat room is racist. All right, here we go. A woman is accused of beating her child, a child, and then killing a one-month-old puppy. Shit, everybody got some. Uh-huh. Of course, this happens in uh, Miami, Florida. The boyfriend of a Miami mother who was accused of beating her eight-year-old son on several occasions and killing that one-month-old English bulldog puppy in front of him is speaking out. He got something to say. Saying he that she has had a history of problems because of her temper. He said he cannot believe that she took the like of the pup. Wait, took the life of the puppy. That's what he meant to say. He said that's like a human being. You don't do that to an animal. It's just a puppy. Said the boyfriend. What kind of person are you? The boyfriend did not want to show all of his face, but in an exclusive interview with CBS 4's Peter Dinoch, Dinoch, okay, Dinoch, uh, he provided some chilling and disturbing details about what happened inside the home. I feel horrible about this. I feel horrible. He said, I'm a single father. He said he called Miami police to their home on Tuesday when his girlfriend, 26-year-old Charlotte Wanja, attacked him and his 14-year-old daughter. He told Deonch that he that his 14-year-old daughter from a previous marriage and that his two-year his two two-year-old daughters wait, that their two-year-old daughter, okay, they put two twice. Man, spell check your shit, guys. Their two-year-old daughter and their eight-year-old son were in the home at the time. My girlfriend just went ballistic and started hitting me, biting me, and punching me. And what, then my 14-year-old daughter tried to intervene, you know, to pacify the situation. She punched my daughter and threw her against the wall. That's when I called the police. At that time, that's when I found out about her 8-year-old son, who she had been abusing too, said the boyfriend. Oh, he whooping your ass. No, I mean, she whooping your ass. No wonder why you ain't show your face. You the victim too. A police report said the boy had bruises, welts, and markings on his body. According to him, he put him in the bathroom. She put him in the bathroom and hit him with a hanger and beat him with a hanger. Ooh. Previous to that, she said he said that she beat him with a rope. She has serious issues to get rid of. She needs some help and some counseling and to stay away from kids until she gets better or she is going to hurt them. He said, "Wanja <clears throat> is charged with child abuse with great bodily harm and animal abuse." Her boyfriend said she is four months pregnant and said they are expecting a son. Damn. Wow. Why does her bring more kids into this? The boyfriend said when police were called to the home on Tuesday, they also learned that she had killed the puppy. A police report said Wanda repeatedly slammed the puppy against the wall and says Wanda admitted to having anger problems and she was angry that the puppy had gone to the bathroom. She beat the puppy because he went poop in a corner of the house and she took the puppy and threw it on the floor. And then when the puppy got up the wall, she acted str- he acted strange. So she hit him again and slammed his head down in the middle of the street and killed him. It was my daughter's puppy. I feel like she has no feelings. Records show Wanda, who is from Liberia in Africa, has been arrested twice before uh, for battery in April 2003 and August 2013. Probably whooping his ass. The boyfriend said she had attacked him another time in August 2013 and was on probation until this past August for the attack. This is not the first time that this happened. There are no words to describe this. This is something else. I stayed with her because I wanted to give it a chance for my kids. I do not want them to be raised by another man. It's all for my kids. My kids now want to get my daughters back. I need my daughters back. 
the boyfriend said at a hearing on wednesday the judge agreed to give the department of children and families temporary custody pending another hearing in january 15th they did a home study of my house and i want them back i'm a good dad this is not my fault i am the victim yeah this is sad um, I, I do from his perspective because right. you know it's because it's a male victim you know they that's why they probably didn't even get, let the kids stay with him right they just, if it would have been the other way around it's like we'll send the kids to be with their mother put the guy in jail right he, he getting his ass whooping they they were like mm, they ain't going back with you we're gonna put him in protective custody and from the way it's they're talking about it sounds like he practiced restraint he didn't like even after she hit his daughter he just called the police which you know congratulations you know it's the props, right thing to do props to him because like honestly way too many people would have been like and then i knocked her out and now we both in jail and our kids ain't got no parents uh, correct you know? uh wanda came before a judge in bond court on new year's day she is being held pending another hearing on friday um so before y'all guess the race uh she also has a video uh she uh makes music she's an aspiring artist um i'll play some of the music so maybe that'll if that can help with the guesses in case uh some of you guys are still wondering like what race she is maybe this will give you a help give a clue um i don't know uh maybe or maybe it'll confuse things even worse but we like to provide as much evidence as we can here at the blackout tips uh so that we have informed racism okay okay this is just a picture of a dude with no shirt on Come back home, yeah. I, I want my baby, baby back home. Oh, I want my baby, baby back. I, I want my baby, baby back home. Oh, I want my baby, baby back. I, I never knew what I had until you. art for this is so blurry all right yes guess the race so you picked that uh casio number two african black one who learns parenting skills from mike vick and adrian peterson black african booty scratcher precious mama (laughs) precious mama he did the news so he could get the coverage okay black 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 if she wasn't going to kill wait uh, now let me scroll up if she wasn't going to kill them with violence, she was going to kill them with that bola African booty scratcher black. Damn. Oh my! Uh, cocoa, cocoa butter American. One, oh, he wants his kids anything but black. Black. Um, is this the remake? Children's on future. Let's see. 
Uh, I guess that's enough. Nobody else guessed the race. Yeah, anymore. then the video started playing. Okay, cool. All right, so the correct answer is everybody got it black. <laughs> Let me go find her picture though, because her picture is everything. Yes, um, it is. And that's not the one I'm talking about, Karen. There's a better one, um, where like. It looked like she just got out of bed because um, she had, I think she had, um, what was it? Uh, the thing, like a head wrap on, mm-hmm. like almost like a shower cap. Mm-hmm. Um, why does this keep going to this search engine? All right, hold on a second. Mine does that too. It's fucking annoying. Uh, I, I can change it for you. I figured out how to change it. Yeah, I'll do it in a second, but I had it. It's funny though because I had it set to to use Google and now it's going back to Yahoo. Um, but yeah, she had her hair wrapped and it was just such a gangster ass. Like mm, she beat them kids. Um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. That looked like a I whoop a kid ass. Yeah, like them kids was catching hell in that house. I know that yes, shit was, was. Like she a house was, of fucking horrors. She was giving everybody the business and she was gonna guarantee her hair wasn't sweating out. <laughs> Y'all yeah. ain't fucking in my head up after I give y'all this beating. Y'all mm-hmm. gonna take it all, then I'm gonna go out. Right. Like, I don't, you can get no blood in my, you can get no blood on my weave. Mm-hmm. Pay good money for this shit. Right. Y'all think y'all gonna, your puppy gonna be able to pee everywhere. Must be out your damn mind. Hand my cigarettes. Give me um, them new ports. Let's see. Uh, here's another one. A man tries to run his girlfriend over at the Tom's River gas station. Shit, what was he doing? The two for ten? <laughs> he had two dollars <laughs> on ten. Right. Hey, he's got crazy. Um his name was James Crudup. He's forty four. Uh he pulled into the Hess gas station on Route thirty seven with his unidentified thirty five year old girlfriend. According to reports, the pair began to fight outside the truck. Crudup allegedly threw the woman to the ground and choked her. Uh, we like to call and pull in an ad now. As she oh, as she ran towards the pumps, Crudup got back into his Dodge Durango 2000 and backed up towards her. Police oh. say a Hess employee tried to get the woman out of the way, but the pickup still hit the woman and pinned her between the bumper and a gas pump. As the woman lay on the ground, police say Crudup backed up again over her legs, hitting a gas pump and a kiosk. Crudup struck her a third time before leaving uh, the station, heading west on Route 37. He could have blew the gas station. What the fuck is wrong with this dude? Police say Crudup was apprehended early Sunday evening, but did not offer further details. He is charged with attempted murder as well as numerous motor vehicle violations. The woman was taken to Jersey Shore Medical Center where she was treated for her injuries. The two share residents at Times River, according to police. But I'm sure Jay set him up. Guess the race of James Crudup of Times River. Let's check the chat room. Um, <clears throat> Tom's River is where the Little League play. Little League play in Bama's live. This person is white. N.J. Guido White says Hiploida. Officer Hale sells the anarchy white. So white. Listen to Rush Limbaugh while drop doing his trucker hauls white. Jersey Shore white for sure. White, 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 white. Redneck Confederate flag on a cheese enthusiast white. We like to tailgate everywhere white. <laughs> White, the correct answer is black. Everybody's wrong. Get up, get up, get up, get up, get up, get up. 
Soak it in. Soak it in. Mm. How does it feel? This how I know that Adnan is guilty. All y'all thought he that he was free. They didn't do it. You don't even know that this nigga was a nigga. <laughs> Mm-mm-mm. Uh, let's go ahead and get into the bonus round, everybody. Let's do it. Double the points and the race. Double the points and the race. That's right. Double the points, double the race for the bonus round against the race. So far, everybody's one for one. I mean, one and one because y'all, none of y'all got that second one right. Mm-hmm. All right. A St. Louis man is being held on a $100,000 bail. He's charged with threatening the police on Twitter. Of course. That's the best way, place to do it if you're going to threaten somebody after someone just killed two cops. Talking about doing it on Instagram. Not like they'll be checking that social media at all. St. Louis man is facing 10 counts of making terrorist threat after posting a series of tweets that implied he planned to cause an explosion at the St. Louis Justice Center. Jason Valentine, 35, post tweets on December 3rd and December 14th, including the phrase, the St. Louis Police Justice Center mysteriously exploded, 12-31-2014, and kill a pig night in STL. <laughs> also, pick a, pick a side or die with them, and New Year, New Year's Eve massacre, each tweet included the date. Relieving um, your stomach pain. Ugh, guess the race of, um, what was this dude's name? Jason Valentine in the chat room, guys. See what they believe. Uh, Black says Evo. All right. Everybody's now. Everybody's a little gunshot. Little gunshot, guys. Little scared because y'all missed that last one. Anarcho White. Sa uh, Sa Black says Farger. The Dow is over eighteen thousand, but he's invested in Jordans because it's real. Black man in Obama's America says HC. Remember Ice Cube's lynch mob. Black, white, jigaboo. Hmm. I'm gonna say black. Very thoughtful answer there, recognized taste. Provolone American, says Raymond. Vanilla Palm, says Montoya. The correct answer is he was a black man. Some of you did uh, miss the race of the guy who wanted to meet the police in Temecula. I don't think that picture posted. It didn't post right? Mm-mm. Give me a second. Um, because it was it was previewed. There what about go. now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He looked like, man, I was trying it was like this is what happened when you try to live for Twitter. That airline. Mm-hmm. Woo. It's a black ass tailline. It's, it's two feet back. Mm-hmm. Let it go, brother. Let it go. <laughs> Just go bald. Uh, all right. Let's uh, let's go to sore ratchetness. Um, and then we're gonna wrap this bad boy up. Okay. And now you dead. Colony, New York. An Albany County man is accused of throwing debris at police during a chase through multiple towns and raising a sword at a trooper who then shot him in the abdomen. 
state police say the incident started with 19 year old michael messina of londonville threw the breeze from his car at a trooper on Allen state 87 in saratoga county on friday uh, night state police pursued messina south to the end of the interstate in colony a short time later police say the same vehicle was involved in an armed robbery at a liquor store colony police pursued the vehicle to interstate 890 where troopers stopped it with tire spikes Police say Messina ran off and eventually raised a sword at a trooper who then shot him. Messina is in the hospital in stable condition. He faces multiple felonies. Good riddance. Good ending to, to that sword ratchetness. We don't need to be dealing with this kind of shit. All right, guys. Um, all right. We're, uh, out of here till tomorrow. Uh, we'll let you guys know what time the show will be then. Uh, but follow us on on spreecast and you'll get an email update yes, uh facebook and twitter I'm sure tomorrow will be everybody's first day back at work for the new year so mm-hmm. uh enjoy that uh and hopefully we're able to keep your company on your commute or keep you sane in your cubicle i hope so whatever's going on hopefully we make your job a little bit better and have a little bit more fun um until then don't forget guys the best of ron and karen on itunes and amazon don't forget also theblackoutist.com uh, and go to adamandeve.com and put in code TBGWT to get your discounts until um, next week I mean until tomorrow I love you I love you too baby Mwah. Mwah.